welcome to another episode of the Classic Pinball Podcast. My name is George. His name is Dave. Hello, Dave, and Happy New Year. Hello there, George. Happy 2024. 24 is my favorite number, so good things are coming this year, I think. Okay. Um, seems weird saying Happy New Year late in the month, but we haven't spoken, I don't think, since our last broadcast have we we've communicated but we have not talked to each other yeah true yeah so with that said we got to go in the wayback machine last episode what happened with the uh taking the money with the the app on the world cup soccer what uh, was the conclusion of that story we didn't go we we kind of we kind of stopped Oh, <laughs> situation. Stop you stopped, or they ghosted you, or a little bit of both. Uh, no, I a little bit of ghost from their side, but then they came back into the picture, and then uh, I said I kept thinking about it, and there's something in my gut was saying, "No, run away, run away. This is going to be just not a good situation." Um, and on top of that, I get my buddy um, uh, Tony in Connecticut. At, uh, he's expressed interest in the game, as well as my other customer down uh, the Cape expressed interest in the game. So a lot easier transactions, no rigmarole, no you know, right. you know, no reinventing the wheel. Yeah, none of that. So I want an easy transaction. I don't want any, any lingering you know stuff hanging on. So so I told I basically told the guy I said, listen, I'm just not comfortable doing that and trying to support. This device, you know, I never used it before. You'd be calling me up for problems, blah, blah blah. And I said, on top of that, you know, I, I'm just, on top of that, the game is just not as reliable as I thought it was, it, which is true. This game has a tendency to get magnetic balls. It magnetizes the balls, and even when I put non-magnetized balls in the game, it still would magnetize the balls. So, uh, how, does, how does how does how does that happen? Well, this stupid game <laughs> has 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 a magnet. Oh, wait a second. I I want to I want to just ask the question. You didn't conclude the conversation with most people wouldn't do this. You cheapskate. No, I didn't. I I inferred it slightly, but I did not come out and blatantly. <laughs> Look, I had a couple of people say I liked your directness in the last episode, and I was a little disappointed. Audience, no, not the people that are listening now, but the people who didn't listen that are listening now. I thought it was an okay episode. It wasn't our best. Um, and I couldn't come up with a creative title. And I've learned that that's the key. You got to have a creative title. A creative title, also a, a nice uh, icon image to go with it. Yeah, our icon image sucks, but I'm not an artist uh, and I'm not going to undertake that thing. So until you come up with something, it is what it is. Or, you know, yeah. I just didn't do it i was lazy it was the end of the month it was the dog ate my notes i don't know i'll get your homework right no he's, he's here he's back he's okay like head rash he's back right you're you're well, you, my, my you, son and family is out gallivanting in the wilds of west virginia skiing we're left here in actually nice weather it's it's 60 degrees out today after last week it was 10 yeah, it's uh, it's like forty eight here, but it feels like sixty. I can go outside right now and work on a on a play field out in the deck. I'd have no problem working all day outside right now. Forty eight. Mother degrees. Nature like 
fumbling with a potentiometer and it's not working right? No, I mean, this, no, this kind of thing happens once in a while. This, this is like the preview of spring. Then we're going to go plunge back into winter. But this is like a little teaser. Mother Nature gives us a little teaser ahead of time to what's coming. Kind of like the stock market and elections. Same thing. Oh, no, we're not going there. <laughs> we're not going there. Stay clear. So, so I need to apologize to you. You do? Okay. You don't even know what I'm going to apologize Go ahead. I'll, I'll take one. There's so, there's so many. <laughs> You're going to tell me? I want to hear that. In our last episode, uh, you know, clean up on aisle seven, I confused Nick Baldridge. Yeah, I remember that one. With the owner of the Roanoke Pinball Museum, Nick with a C, N-I-C. I think it's pronounced Schnell. He's the executive director of the Roanoke Pinball Museum. And that is the person that you gave advice regarding the Knight Rider. Right. And again, I had people comment and say, I liked your directness. So, again, I know we're a podcast and we're supposed to entertain theater of the mind. But, you know, sometimes you just got to go right to the end and say, this is it. Here's the bottom line. Right. I, li- I like I like dancing and shucking and jiving. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes. So, so my apologies to Nick for messing Dave up, but there is another Nick. There's the Nick Baldridge who owns, um, oh, what the hell is the name of the company? I haven't written. Oh, he works. He does games for Multimorphic. Um, and what the hell is the name? Of, oh, here it is for amusementonlygames.com. He's done stuff like uh, Ranger in the Ruins and Silver Falls, but I did meet this guy in Houston. That was the one part of the story I did tell correctly. So, my apologies to the Knicks, both of Roanoke. It was, uh, you know, hey, I thought I had something good and I managed to mess that up as well. Sorry, sorry, Dave. So you've uh, you kind of nicked the conversations and so forth. Trying to say you nicked things, but yeah, it's really bad. I put things back in good nick. Well, speaking of Nick, <laughs> here's Nick right here. <laughs> Do you know who Nick is? I get a bell for that. Does that freaking thing work? Which one? The bell. Yeah. You didn't even ring in the New Year. What's wrong with you? I need to get the bell. Hold on. Here comes here comes Nick. Come in, Nick. He's ready for anything. He's Nick Danger, third eye. Uh, I want to order a, a pizza to go and no anchovies. No anchovies? You've got the wrong man. I spell my name Danger. What? Okay, there you go. <laughs> How's that, George? <laughs> did you did you have that prepared? No, I just thought of the top of my head. <laughs> Very good. Thank Very you. good. <laughs> hey, and, where, and where did you abscond that uh, clip from? That is from Firesign Theater. Okay. Okay. I, I wonder who I, actually people write in if you guys knew what that clip was from. I'm interested in because this our audience should know Firesign Theater because that was kind of uh, uh, anybody that partook in uh, smoking the smokables back in the uh, '70s or whatever would probably put in, put an album on. It was called a reality album and it just really whacked out co- comedy for stoners. <laughs> Firesign Theater. Okay. You okay. Heard, you've heard uh, that stuff too, or no? I've heard of Firesign Theater, but 
No, I have not listened to those. Uh, you know, you, you know the one that I like is That's Not Funny, That's Sick by uh, National Lampoon. So that's the album that we listen to. How's that? And you were you uh, uh, compromised, would you should say? Would you? Uh... I, let's just say I was in college. Is that good enough? Okay. In college. I get it. And okay. I bet... Uh, there's a lot of a lot of certain things going on, like this right here. Things that you can't put on podcast any longer if you do. <laughs> you stepped on my lines. <laughs> That's okay. That's uh, all right. What did I do wrong? Oh, uh, hold on, hold on. I'll bring it back to. Oh, that's not it. Son of a gun. Oh well. Jane, how do I stop this crazy thing? Oh wait a minute. Oh, here he is. There. Mr. What are you people? On dope? There you go. Mr. Hand. Oh, Mr. Hand. I just watched that again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ray Walston. Awesome. Awesome, awesome character in that movie. My favorite um, Martian. Yeah, absolutely. Bill Bixby. We're... Uh, I saw well, Bixby. I don't. I don't know if you're. That's the Hulk. If you're, if you're too young. If we're going back down the nostalgia TV road, um, do you remember the cartoon Magilla Gorilla? I do, and I'd like to forget it. You but, didn't like uh, that one, huh? I don't. I don't like Hanna Barbera. Tree Rock, Tree Rock, Tree Rock, Tree Rock, Tree Rock in the background. It, it's lazy. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers had way better. Uh, oh, you're saying the the background art was repetitive? Yeah. All time, tree rock, tree rock, tree rock, tree rock. Look, all, all the Hanna Barbera stuff is the same freaking running thing. You look at Warner Brothers, way more attention to detail. Okay, but, but I will say I did like Hanna Barbera uh, sci-fi stuff from the late '60s, like uh, Herculoids and Space Ghost and that kind of stuff. Really cool sound effects. Uh, Nice explosion work with those stuff. So their sci-fi stuff was great. Their their attempted comedy, not so good. Since you brought up uh, comedy, cartoons, etc., tell me what you think of this. I, I was going to bring this up later, but it's a good segue. Um, I'm sure you heard that Disney no longer owns the rights to Steamboat Willie, that that is now part of the public domain. I haven't have not heard about that. You know, you know the cartoon I refer yeah. to, right? Yeah, Mickey that's, Mouse that's doing the first. Yeah, the first episode of Mickey Mouse, right? And Mickey Mouse has morphed. Mickey Mouse does not look like Steamboat Willie, right? Everybody talks about you know recognizable themes for pinball. Steamboat Willie. That's going to sell big time. No. I'm just asking. It's free. I mean, it's part of the public domain. It's recognizable. Just saying. Who's the audience? Someone in a nursing home? I, I don't know. They're probably all dead. <laughs> exactly. Or on their way out. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's recognizable. You knew what it was right away. It wasn't like I had to explain who it was. Yeah, because um, I'm, I'm a cartoon guy. I like cartoons, so I've seen all this stuff know, over the years. Me too, and that's kind of why I mentioned it. Yeah. But somebody has already gone to the movie genre of horror 
with this particular character. Um, and I, I like that. To see a clip. I like that. That's good because because that's well, an evil mouse. Mickey Mouse is evil, so that goes great. <laughs> so the name, so the name of the movie coming to a theater or a uh, small screen near you, Mickey's Mousetrap. I, that's very appropriate. I'd watch that. I, I, I'm sh okay. You tell me how it is when it comes out. <sighs> okay. What else did I want to talk about? Well, we got the World I'm Cup. Looking at that finished. beautiful machine that's sitting in front of me. I don't know if you want to do that. Let's let's talk about our friend Grant for a minute. All right. So last we left Australia, I explained that I got a picture that you did not get of a wrapped pinball machine, and I believe we both were trying to guess what was under the wrapping paper. And. Why am I getting all this stuff on my screen? You still there? I'm still there. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Stuff is it on Zoom or what is it on your? Yeah, some kind of Zoom. Well, Zoom just broadcast a bunch of settings and crap, and then it went away. I don't know. Oh, anyway, doesn't matter. It's gone. Okay. Um. What was I saying? Uh, you were saying. Oh, Grant, with the wrap pinball machine for Christmas. Yeah. And we both guessed, and I think I guessed Rolling Stones, and I don't remember what you guessed, but it doesn't matter. He ended up getting a Xenon. Yeah. But yeah. That's not the story. He's a madman. He made, he turned that thing around in like under two weeks. Brand new play field. He, you know, he loaded up the you know truck and uh, did the did the deed. Yeah, we asked him about it. He says, well, I don't sleep much. He works all these long, what, 13-hour shifts, and they come home, can't sleep, so he just works on the game. It's like, I don't know, how old are you, 20? How can you do that? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how you could do that. Um, until I got my machine for sleeping, um, the nurse looked at me during the sleep study and said, why aren't you either dead tired or dead? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you hardly sleep. You don't get any deep sleep. How are you even functioning? So I say the same to him. I don't know how you could do it on a couple hours, but some people do. Not me. So when you had your thing, just a medical thing here, so before you had the, the, the machine thing you, you have now, when you woke up, you didn't really feel like totally refreshed. You felt a little bit groggy. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's night and day. They'll, they even said. You'll hate it, you know. You got the mask on and all that, but yeah. you will, you will say, "How the hell did I do this for so long?" And it was probably years and years, and it's not good for your health either. So, right? Um, yeah, I'm a. I don't like it, but you know, once you fall asleep, it's the you know when you're in and out of sleep, you know, last two hours. That's where it can sometimes be weird, but other than that, it's okay. Yeah, so you get up nice and refreshed and like a. Like a springtime bunny there, getting up and... I don't know about a springtime bunny, but I feel better. So, anyway, so we closed the loop with uh, with Brant. He's put like 30 or 40 hours into a uh, brand new CPR play field. I don't know, what do you say, $500 worth of parts, so who knows what the hell he bought, but it's probably everything. But you had a bone to pick with him. I did. I saw something on... I saw something... <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. 
I saw something that said, Grant, what is with these linear flipper mechs you're putting in this brand new game? You're trying to make a nice game. What? Why'd you put those he in there? Good, he had a good answer. He did. He said, well, I, I had them on a shelf. They're brand new. I figured I should use them since they're new. And I'll put them in, and when they fail, I'll swap it over to the better stuff. It's like, okay, I, I, fair I, enough. I agree with that. Fair so, enough. So we're talking about parts. I went through some more boxes. I think I talked about that in the last show, going through 40-some-odd boxes looking for parts. And what did I come across? And I need, I need some help from you because I really tried to research this, and I never got the definitive answer. I found a soundboard that was labeled supersonic. Okay. And I'm like, okay, but I have a board in the supersonic. But it wasn't working right. It the that intro song that you know, bleep 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 bloop bloop, whatever it is, yeah. was really faint. So I'm like, oh, capacitors, you know, you know, it's a 40 plus year old game. You know, it, it probably hasn't been redone. And sure enough, that's the case. But there was one thing that was different than the one I picked out of the box that said supersonic. It had the extra potentiometer. Do you know what I speak of? Yeah, it's supposed to have two potentiometers, one for echo, one for volume. Right, but this one that I had in Supersonic that worked, it was old, like I said, it was all original. It also had a pitch, a third, a third potentiometer. Oh, for pitch. For... Okay, nice. Okay, well, here's the question. There's, I couldn't figure this out either. There's two different board numbers. There's a AS 251832 yeah. and a dash 50. Yep. So the one with the three pots with the extra pitch, what games does that go in? What's the board labeled? 32 or 50? <laughs> That's the crazy part about it. They're both labeled 32. Okay, so the 32 was for like the, the first generation of... So Lost World, would that be the first one? Yeah, Lost one? World, um, you know, all that early stuff, 8-Ball. Uh, Oh, not 8-Ball, it's a chime game. Um, what else is early? Supersonic, maybe? No, it doesn't work. It, again, I have to repair it because the intro song didn't work right. I have an, and I plan on doing it, although I looked at one of the traces. It looks like somebody botched one of the traces. That's another question I have, but let, let's focus on this one first. You made Paragon? Maybe Paragon? What's your, no, what's the, Paragon uses it too. I have that game. Here's the here's the even weirder thing. Now yeah. I'm going to introduce your good friend, uh, Weebly or Barack and I. Yeah, yeah. So he makes a board. Right. That's got jumpers that goes in every game you just mentioned yeah. and more. Yep. Right. But he, again, he differentiates it by the jumpers in two different ways, but it's not discernible which is which. Because the games I had appeared on both lists. I'm like, what the? I couldn't figure it out. I need to repair the board. I'll get back to you. I thought you would know, you know, off the top of your head, hey, you know, that one with the pitch goes in X game and Y game and Z game. I will say that that soundboard, I wouldn't waste too much time repairing that board. I, I just get Andrew's board. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I, I, again, I have it. 
and for ten dollars I can replace everything on it. And you can try. I've tried. I've tried in the past. I, mean, with... I got nothing to lose, and I don't mind doing it. You know, again, yeah. remember, I'm the guy who has done all kinds of wacky crap with you know Molex connectors and rectifier yep. boards and stuff that you shouldn't do. But you know what? Oh, I'm just saying. Listen to a voice of experience. I've I've been working these. Oh no no no! If I had the game and I didn't have a board, I, all my games work now. The game that that I put. The box that I found the supersonic board in, that was all redone. New pots, new caps. I must have done, I don't even remember doing it, but I right. must have done it at some point in time in the last 20 I, years. Right. I've wasted my time recapping those old boards and then try them out and they still suck. And right. then I've tried, you know, some other stuff. And after a while, it's like, you know what? I'm wasting too much time. I'm just going to buy a freaking board. Screw it. So, right. But your time's valuable. I got all the time in the world. All right. So for me, you know, for a couple of bucks, and I might learn something. If it doesn't work, yeah, just throw it in the pile with all sure. the other crap. Yep. Makes sense. And, and speaking of piles of crap, I really wish I could bring my piles of crap to Allentown, and I'm going to lament again. I got pissed. I'm like, I can't bring all my crap and spend $200 on a booth. It's not worth it. And I've got stuff that people would want. Why don't you pre-sell? The whole private hookup thing. I just want to show up, put a table down, and say, I'm going to be here for an hour. If you want to see my crap, I'm here for an hour. If not, I'm done. Well, you know what you can do? You can always glom on to someone else who does have a booth and say, hey, I'll, I'll give you X towards your booth. Can I stay in your booth with you for a little bit? And you can just kind of sublet, sublet the apartment kind of thing. You can kind of, uh, like Dave Matrando. Um, he usually got a big spot and he has a whole bunch of stuff on his, a huge table in the back there. Uh, he might, you know, throw him a little bit of cash or whatever, and he'll probably well, hey, hang I there. Give him, I give him a piece of the action. I mean, that's... Yeah, they, they, all right, they're a piece give, of the action. Give, give a big 10%. You know? Right, right. Hey, yeah, he I, might be I, up for that. I'm not going to, you know, we're talking nickels and dimes. We're not talking hundreds and thousands. Right, all right, so something like that. So basically, or you can even have him... I even just sell your stuff and he gets to keep whatever out of your stuff, and, you know? Right. I, I just, you know, I just look at it and just say, it, it's a shame for sitting in the box. It's just taking up room and I'm not going to ever use it. It's like I, you just said, when it comes to MPUs and solenoid driver boards now, I take the old one out, I buy one and I put the new one in. We're not going to go down that discussion again of who's who and what's best. It's just like you. Time's valuable. Sometimes it's just worth the buck up and spend a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, and you're done. Right. But for you, you should have an arsenal of those things if you don't. Oh, believe me, I just placed a huge order with uh, Andrew, um, multiple thousands of dollars, and you know, and he was like, "Oh, thanks for the order." It's like, no problem, dude. You're a good guy. So I, I <laughs> the order. Yeah. So, so what did you end up buying? Oh, I bought ten. Um, combo boards for older williams games you know the uh it's like a rotten dog but better it, it does it does basically the mpu and the driver board all in one right. uh, but andrew has his own flavor of it and his flavor will do all the way from system three to system seven the rotten dog only does system three through system six so system sevens are kind of like black knight and and that stuff solar fire you know those kind of games so his board will do all that stuff. So I, I looked around. I counted all the games I have, the William stuff, and all my customer games that are coming the William stuff. And I said, you know what? I need 10 of these. 
So I might as well order in bulk, get a little bit oh, of a business good in the neighborhood, huh? Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Order, oh, order, yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked, so I'm guessing you're busy. We'll get to we'll get to your segment in a in a couple of minutes. Um I got some other stories, but I think that's enough to satisfy everybody, you know, with a couple of pinball things. Let's uh let's talk about the game that's on the screen. You ready? Hold on, one, one second. I just want to go back to the busy thing you said. You said busy. Oh. I'd say I'm so busy with games that, you know, I feel like I'm an airport with a bunch of air um, with a bunch of um, airplanes ready to take off, and they can't take off yet because of bad weather. But they're all backing up on the the tarmac uh, because for one reason or another, the customers' games I've done, uh, they can't pick them up. They they got hurt or whatever. I can't deliver them because of whatever. So I got, or the or whatever, so... The dog ate my car keys. Yeah, so now I, I have, like, three, well, three games plus the World Cup Soccer ready to go that are stacked up here. Spirit of 76, this guy was on me, uh, you know, to to get it to get it going kind of thing, you know, and it's like, well, dude, you, you kind of came in, you know, in, in between the queues here of people, you know, so I got to work on their games first. So, so in between other people's games, I'm working on his game so we can get done. But he was, you know, he was kind of like, you know, on me. I, I was trying to explain him, explain to him that, you know, I, I get, you kind of put yourself in the middle of my queue and expecting, you know, to get it tomorrow. It's, and it happened. I explained it to you. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to make this thing and just pump it out at best. And just like spend a bunch of time on it to get it out of here, you know, and get, and get them done. So it's all done. And now I reach out to him, and I'm getting radio silence. And he was in he was in Paris, and I reach out to him again, and, he, and he's you know radio silence. Um, oh, but, hey, boo, come and get your game. Yeah, yeah. So you you're on me to get this thing done for you, pressuring me. Now it's done. Where the frick are you? <laughs> okay, Dave, I, I need you to get ready with your bell. You got your bell? I got my bell. Okay, we're at the deli, and we're delivering sandwiches. Who had number eight? Over there, fat guy with the beard. <laughs> hey, you, Mr. Uh, Frenchie over there, who's supposed to pick up your game. How come you're not at the counter paying me? Hey. <laughs> hey, Jersey jerk with the centaur. Get in the car and come get your game. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice, George. Direct George. George is being direct. You know, you know, I went into this show saying... I should really be more positive. <laughs> so you are right now. No, that's so fun. This is George being positive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The views expressed by this podcast might not be shared by both hosts. Therefore, you can blame me. Hey, let me I'm going to go to a, a John Jolly segment here. So I had an opportunity to go down and visit Mr. Jolly down the Cape. Uh, May I interrupt first and thank him? Go ahead. That was a our November our November podcast was off the rails. He must have told everybody. He must have told all his customers. <laughs> he must have told all his friends, his family, and anybody else who would listen. Wow, really? Wow. Is it all where was it where's the data good, from? We had a re, it was strong right away. And, wow. You know, and I was like, okay, John, coming through. Certainly was, it was a good episode, but yeah. I don't know. You did a good job. So congratulations. I, I did a lot of editing on that one. <laughs> 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 to protect the guilty or innocent. 
anyway, it was it, it it was a it was a good month. So that's anyway, cool. You were gonna say. So uh, he said, "Hey, next time you're down, you know, uh, I'll take you a tour of the uh, the oyster farm." Now I had no idea what to expect in the oyster farm. I, mean, I, I have no idea what I'm looking at or what to expect. So I said, "Okay," and then he said, "And uh, when you come down, I, you know, I got this firepower too. I know you said it might need something, but I'm just ready to just you know trash it or sell it off to somebody, you know, because I can't get it working." It's like, "Well, hold on, let me just bring one of my one of my Andrew boards." You know, and so I did. So I had it with me. I, I put it in. Boom. The game fired up without me doing anything else to the game. It, started, it goes, wow. Okay, I guess I'm keeping this game now. So I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you the money, you know, soon. It's like, it's like, okay, pay me later. I said, don't worry about it. He said, you sure you can take the board out and come down later? He's like, no, I trust you. I know you. I know where you live. Just, you know, I'll put the board in now. I'm down here. You can start working in the game. It works and pay me later. So he did. He wanted to pay me later. But while... I'm down there saying, hey, let's go for, uh, I got to go out to the oyster farm anyway. I got to check some stuff out. So let's go down there. It's like, okay. So we went in his truck. He's got a brand new truck. Um, and I said, well, how, how long do you keep these trucks? And he said, uh, oh, every every two years we get a new one. It's like, wow. How do you write well, that? Well, think about it. Think about where he's driving that thing. Well, I don't, I don't know, but I'll show you where he's driving a thing. <laughs> check this out. I don't know if you can see this. That's that's a car in the water. That's where we are. I did a GPS while we're... No way. Yeah. You, you have to drive depending the, on tide? Yeah, depending drive. on tide. When the tide is out, it's eight feet of water over those oysters. We had, we had to wait till the tide was low, drive out into the bay, in the fog. In the fog. You can't really where's, see. Where's, where's this farm? It's in Dennis. It's like a private outer or inner cape. Bayside, the bay. So inside. Yeah, inside. Yeah. Okay. So he's out there, and it's a What's special. The big, What's the big beach over there where that you can drive out on? Well, well, there's Mayflower. There's is uh, Brewster. You know, there's no, plenty of beaches you can drive out on, but this one here, it, it's more like there's a lot of water in between sandbars, so you got to know how deep you can go. So he's driving through all this stuff, and he said the reason why he turns these cars in so quick because this doing what he does wrecks the transmissions, wrecks these cars. So they got to come in, and they'll they'll like wreck everything. So they just turn them in, get a new one, clean them up, and then sell them to someone poor, unsuspecting. The dealership just takes them in and oh, sells yeah. them. Through all the brakes and anything, yeah, you know, fine grains of sand get yeah. to that. Oh, it gets wrecked. Oh, yeah, someone else is going to get that car. Oh, that truck. that's like buying a Hurricane Sandy or, a, you know, a hurricane-watered vehicle. You got to go oh, fast. Yeah, from here, it's like the Herman Munster uh, episode. But did see, but... He but, the used car, he gets it home, and the thing falls apart. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what happens. And the trucks, people want trucks, so they're in demand, so they don't care where they came from. Well, I want a truck. And there you get the truck. And, oh, it's a really cheap price. Yeah, I wonder why, you know. So, uh, so I went out and, and, uh, it was really, really cool. And I was like, wow, we're more, and Maureen can't swim. So Maureen's in the back seat. And I said, Hey, look out the window. There's a couple feet of water there, there. And it's like, now it's getting foggy. He said, he didn't really know which way to get back. We could be heading out to water, heading out to ocean or not. <laughs> so I said, I'm, I'm, picturing, I'm picturing Maureen in the back seat with a, one of those 
life jackets around her neck. Exactly. Yeah, and I can't swim. She can't swim. So here's in, in a view from inside the cockpit of the truck. Right. And in the distance there, that is the, uh, that's some of the oysters. Bed. Yeah, oyster beds. So I guess there's a bunch of people out there. Yeah, so so imagine like driving that, you know, and through the water, and then in the fog, really, you couldn't really see after a while. So I put my GPS on. It's like I'll tell you where we are. So it's like so he found out where we are from the GPS, and we got out of there. But he was going the right way anyway. He kind of knew his where he where he was. But I wanted to verify because I'd see Maureen was getting a little nervous in the back. So, but that yeah, was that was quite the undertaking. If you're supposed to go right and you go left, you'll end up in Boston uh, underwater. Yeah. Right. That, that might not be good. And then he reached in the back seat and said, would you like an adult beverage? <laughs> so, okay. Got a case in the back. Yeah, exactly. You got some, you got some shots? I think there's a, basically, I think the oyster farmers, there's a lot of drinking going on. I think there's, there's yeah, a whole I, club there. I suspected that from when he said he would drink one of those uh, grapefruit jobs we talked about. Yeah. Here too old. <laughs> Yeah, it's aged. It's good. It's, it's good. Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> and he's cool. He showed me he's got a bunch of chickens back at his house. He's got a whole chicken, I don't know, 10, 15 chickens. They're kind of fun to watch and hang out. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I like them. About it. They're fun to watch. They're not really fun to smell. I, I didn't smell these at all. You couldn't smell anything. You don't live there. I, I was approached. Oh, you need to get some chickens. I'm like, I don't need to get any chickens. No, none, zero. I'll go up the street. I'll buy the uh, organic eggs from Farmer John. Okay, well, there you go. You got that. That's good. Oh, plenty of that. The giveaway. I told you, I think I, if I didn't tell you this, you're hearing it now. Um, people giving away vegetables and food at the end of the year. I've got too many tomatoes. I've got too many zucchini. I got too many of this. Come get it, free. Wow, that's a nice neighborhood. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. well, you'll see when you get here. You'll see. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of stuff going on. It's, it's, uh, it sounds like it's it's you got a interesting. Well, it's you got a high trust uh, neighborhood over there. Like everybody's all friendly, friendly neighbors, and it's all. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It, that's great. It's, it's, it's a nice neighborhood, and uh, the house next door to me that's being built was sold. So we're gonna have new neighbors. Cool. So yeah, things are things are going okay. Nice, very nice. So are you done with your oyster story, or is uh yeah done with with yep oyster story yep done with that one. Um, I've got a couple more I could do, or we could or we could play this uh, Spirit of Seventy Six. I actually I just got the Doctor Dave Hotline just came in with a quote request for a Adams family in Malden. There you go. So That's how good. much time do we have left on the spool here? Oh, we're getting uh. Hmm. We're getting low. Oh, again, we're down to four minutes in this one. I'm feeling mighty, mighty low. No <laughs> cartoon reference, folks. Sorry. I just got a whole bunch of. Uh, I decided to order because I, I, I had all, all these um, Bugs Bunny collections, you know, multiple DVD pack, and over the years I'd play them, but it would never. I never really know what they were by the names of the titles and i put them on i got like a 1930s something or like no i want 50s i want late 40s and 50s bugs bunny looney tunes cartoons that's the cream of the crop stuff i didn't want the steamboat willie kind of black and white looney tunes now 
It does, doesn't do it. So I, I went and found this other this, uh, platinum collection, and that's all the good stuff. I got Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century. I got. You wanted me to mention that. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you wanted me to mention that. Might I as did. well do it right now. You wanted to change a Flash Gordon into a Duck Yes, Dodgers. a Duck Dodgers in the 24th. Exactly. Let's do a mod. Let's do a freaking uh, conversion. Now, that's a game you could do. Duck Dodgers instead of Flash Gordon. <laughs> Have Marvin the Martian on there. Yeah, why don't you just add that to the list? Okay. You do it. You do yeah, it. I'll do it. I'll add it to my list. You might, we might get that in the 24th century. Yeah, yeah. That's about right. That, that'd be very appropriate. Dodgers in the 24th and a half century. We're back and we're beautiful. What do you think? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Just dancing around the edge of things, George. Just dancing. Yeah, yeah. You're really good at the soft shoe. <laughs> so I am now looking at a Spirit of '76 by Gottlieb that Dave has brought into the shop. Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about the background on this game and who owns it? And I can certainly provide some of the information. I did go out to IPDB and looked up some information, so I don't look totally clueless. Well, that's good. Glad you got so you it. first. All right. So this is uh, one of the most heavily produced games Gottlieb made. Uh, in fact, it made. Uh, 10,569 of these. Uh, Well-loved game. They made this game in a four-player version, Spirit 76. They made a two-play version, Pioneer, and a special two-play Attaball version called New York. Limited run on that one to celebrate the uh, lifting of the laws that banned pinball in New York in 76. New York required operators of pinball machines to have add-a-balls, not free games, correct? And that's why they manufactured this under the name New York? Right. Because they didn't really allow any pinball in New York at all um, because you could win free games. You considered gambling. So in 76, Roger Sharp proved it wasn't gambling. He called his shot and he said, no, it's not gambling. I can. It's a game of skill, not a game of chance. So Why do I think we talked about this in one of our podcasts once before? We probably did. We probably did it on New York. I bet. I bet we did a New York one. Did you have? Did you have that game in your shop at one point? New York. Yeah, I owned that game at one point. Oh, okay. So that's maybe why we talked about it. I've worked on all. I've worked on this couple Spirit of Seventy Sixes. I worked on um, the New York I had and sold it, and I worked on uh, Pioneer, which so, is a two-player, right? Two-player. Worked on all the different flavors, and. Uh, Interesting thing, Wayne Nyans uh, told the story at Expo 2005 when this game was being produced. He had a few colleagues who were enjoying an after dinner conversation with Judd Weinberg, who was the president of Gottlieb and Company back in that time. And Wayne's colleagues predicted a production run of 2,500 games for this, or 3,000 games maybe, and other numbers in that range. Wayne remained silent. Judd noticed this and asked Wayne to give his prediction of how long the run would last, how many are going to be made. And how popular it's going to be. Wayne confidently stated that the number would be 10,000 games. 
and the amused Judd promised that it went, if it went that high, he would personally deliver one of the games to Wayne's house. Wayne says that the serial number of the Spirit 76 began at 3001, and it was serial number 13,000 that was stamped and arrived at his doorstep later on. So he was correct. So he basically did the Babe Ruth. He pointed to the outfield and said, that's where I'm putting it. Yeah, and it said, bring my game over. And he did. The guy brought the game over. Uh, famous uh, design by Ed Krinsky and art by Gordon Morrison. Uh, fantastic artwork on all these games that they did. Uh, I was just playing this game again. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. Have, I, I'm not in any big rush to have this game go back to the cusper unless whenever he, uh, to a point. Because I'm enjoying playtesting right now and playing for something different to play, so it's fine. Um, it's kind of cool. This game is is pretty pretty darn tough. It's, it has a one more game aspect that a, a modern ramp game does not have. Um, even at five balls, it, it's pretty tough. So the object of this game, you have two banks of drop targets. Uh, one is 1776, and the other one is uh, 1976. So you get both banks of drop targets down, and then the middle saucer hole, which is a real bear to get, to get it in there, will light for double bonus once in a while. It basically will count down your bonus, give you double bonus, and kind of score your bonus and reset it so you can go build it up again, fill the bucket up again. So uh, that and that'll toggle around. It's not always in double bonus. Every time you hit a ten point ten point uh, switch, it'll move around. Oh, actually, not 10-point switch. No, I think it's whenever you hit a 500-point switch. That's right. One of the star rollovers when they lit for 500 points. That's well, what it. Why don't you back up a little bit? So yeah. for those who don't have a picture in front of them, this game's got a little bit of everything in it. It's got, like you just said, star rollovers. It's got a saucer. It's got target banks. Um, it's got three lanes up top. It's got three bumpers pop bumpers but the one thing it does not have spinner no well that too but no that's not what i was thinking of there's what? no slingshots no slingshots but it's it, got it, how do you describe the bottom uh, section of du double in lanes oh it's not what? a double italian bottom mm, <laughs> uh, I, that whole italian bottom thing I, I don't know what that is a double day with italian girls i'm not sure what that's I don't know what that is. Well, I don't think I, I don't think it's the bottom of one of the canals. So speaking of Italian bombs, we just saw a movie called Ferrari the other night. Good movie with Adam Driver. That's the new movie that's out. Yes, you I got in my. Went a, you actually went to a theater? No, it's on my special sneaky software. Oh, oh, oh on the sneaky video channel. Yes, <laughs> for eight bucks a month, George, you can get everything you want. Sneaky vid. Yes, in high definition pretty nice okay. um so this game when it came in i'll give you some more history when it came in it was a wreck of the hesperus this guy he got it from a friend of his uh i don't know if he got it from a barn or a 1960s basement that had damp issues but it was pretty stinky uh all the inserts were f fell out or were falling out you know so you had to go find the inserts in the bottom of the game one of them wasn't available i don't know where it went to but it went missing so uh, Stu and Benny had a bunch of inserts, a bucket of them. So we got one that fit, and he gave. And actually, I needed a letter for it, the the B number. So he gave me a, a sticker he had, and it, it matches pretty well. You can't really tell; it's very sublime in there. So I put all those in there. 
I had to buy an ozone machine for this thing, put it outside. I'm and... just going to ask you if you did. I did. I, 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 I have one. Not, very... not a professional one. I have a little uh, fan one that plugs into the wall, but it works. I, these are they can be kind of dangerous, especially these, these pro oh, models. No, no, you don't want to be breathing that crap. No, you don't. So I had it. I put it outside, and I put on a warm day recently when we had a, a warm spell, and put it in there. There's a timer on it, like set fuse and run away. So I put it on for like a half hour at a time. And every time I came back in there, let all the air out of it. It smelled like a nice spring day for a little while. Then it came back again. So I usually I probably gave it like about an hour and a half for the ozone treatment, and then. Then I wiped it all down inside the cabinet, outside the cabinet with vinegar, a vinegar and a rag. And now, at least, when your game's all set together, you can't smell the game. But when you do open up the coin door, you do get a little bit of a funk. It's it's it like smells like a salad. It's something. Not as no, the vinegar scent's not there. No, it just smells like a funk, like some kind of like just a, a '60s basement slightly. But it's not as it's not as overpowering as it was. You know, it's not as like get my head out of this game. I can't work in this game anymore because it stinks too bad. Now at least it's, it's tolerable that, okay, I can deal with it. So uh had to deal with that. Uh, backlash, Playfield and Backlash in nice shape. Backlash a little bit flaky in the red, so I do a little red touch-up on that, on the one, two, three, four numbers. I put all LED, all warm LEDs in the in the head, uh, all the incandescents down below in the Playfield, except for the red star rollovers, and I, I put red LEDs, and for the... Uh, saucer in the middle of there there was one light light socket there i added a second light socket and put two red leds in that so it's like blasting red like like haha try to hit me haha it's like basically shouting to you like a sucker shot to go for it and it gets extra maddening because when the double bonus is lit you want to get in there but if you go for a direct shot it's most likely going to loop around and go down the middle or do some crazy stuff and you it's going to be deadly coming back down so what you're supposed to do is shoot for the uh, lower end of where a drop target is, like the the one on 1776 or the six on. So you're trying to do a ricochet shot instead of a direct shot. Yeah, a ricochet shot, almost like playing pool. You want to like bank the shot over, you know. And sometimes it works, but it's not a not a done deal. I, I was trying with the glass off last night to see if I could find the exact spot, and I was having a bear of a time. But I got it once in a while. It was even worse before when we first got the game. That that little horseshoe um, metal thing in the middle there that that uh, it's a backstop to the hole. It it has three tabs to hold it down. Two tabs were broken. It only had the rear tab holding it there. And, and you know why? Because the thing was getting bashed all the time. It broke <laughs> it broke the metal welts. Right. And I talked to Steve. I said, "Where are we going to find one of these?" And I talked to Dave Matrano. He said, "Oh, I think Steve has those." So I talked to Steve. He said, oh yeah, I got a whole box of those. These things break Steve all Young. the time. Steve Young. Steve Young. Yeah. Steve Young. Pinball resource. You know, these, oh, those break all the time. They make 10,000 of those, and they're almost all broken, so I get a whole box of them. So Steve so, makes a lot of money on that part. Oh, yeah. So I, I bought a couple of them. I bought a spare for, for the future. There so I bought, I bought that. I got all new lane color lane guides on it, brand new plastic set, brand new pup bumper caps, uh, flipper rebuild, flipper bats, uh, front coin door stuff. So I made this. This guy wanted me to do make a really nice spare 76 for him. He really wanted me to do it. So I made a nice one for him, you know? No, it's, it's, you can't tell. I mean, given the description you gave of the game, it looks really nice in comparison to what you just said. Oh, so, th thanks. That, that a sharp looking game. A lot of elbow grease, a lot of magic eraser. Maureen did her touch-up work on it here and there, cleaned it up, uh, silicone rubber everywhere on it. So it, it uh, 
it really pops now. Um, some more features with the game. So you do the drop targets to get that double bonus to light once in a while when you hit a 500-point rollover. Uh, the stars do not, don't give you 500 points unless they are lit stars. The unlit ones, I think, just give you 100. When they're lit, they give you 500. And that's what makes that thing move to go to double bonus. So how do you light them? You light them by getting uh, uh, A, B, C, D, E. Each letter down is a star roller that comes up, that comes on, okay? So by getting, if you just get all the letters down, you'll get all the star rollers to come on, which is good. And they also add bonus points, too. So you get 500 points for the star rollover, and you get a bonus point for it as well. Because it's hard to build bonus in this game. Um, you got to really well, I had be... a question about that. Yeah. What's the maximum bonus on this game? 15,000. Right. But there's something called a double, double... Bonus. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was going to get to that one. Okay, so, so, yeah. So the double, double. So that's on ball five... Uh, the double bonus will light. The pink double bonus will light. So you lose the ball, you get double bonus uh, on ball five. But on the same ball five, if you get all the drop targets down and you get that double bonus center hole in as well, you throw the ball in there on ball five, double, double, you're going to get four times bonus, which is rare as hen's teeth. To make The stars have to be all in alignment just right. You can get everything lined up, all the lights lined up, and now you're trying to get in that stupid hole. And it's maddening. Uh, if you miss it, you lose the ball. It's like, ugh, it was lit and everything. And now it's, a, it's ball five. The game's over. It's very similar because I went from this game last night, playing this game, and game after game after game after game. I kept pressing games. It's like, you know, I'm going to try something different. I went to go play my Flight 2000 down the other end of the room. And it's so weird coming from playing a Godlieb experience and how the Godlieb plays, and you know, on a nice Godlieb and going to a nice stern. The Stern plays like butter compared to like fighting with this game. Stern kind of play more like butter, more like the, the bounces were a lot nicer. It's a lot more flowy, um, but it's the same, almost the same maddening effect of trying to spell blast off, go up the spinner lane two times. Then you have to count down five, four, three, two on the drop targets. Then you got to throw the ball up the spinner lane to get multi-ball. So that is the same effect in that game. On ball three, you get everything ready to go. Just all you do is throw that ball up at spinner one more time. You get multi-ball. And so many times you get a thing all lined up and you lose the ball. So these games have that in common. It's like a build build up to this thir certain thing and then get paid the out. Then the money shot. And the money shot, right. Then you wait and then the money shot. But when the money shot doesn't, then you can't make that thing happen. It's like you built up all these castles and all these houses and hotels like in Monopoly and then you go bankrupt, you know? So it's pretty bad. I have bad. to be honest with you, Dave. This yeah. game didn't intrigue me at all when I first looked at it. I'm like, I, I remember this game, but I don't really remember playing it because, you know, played, you know, Bali games, Bali games more than I played, uh, you know, Gottlieb games back in the day. But, you know, it certainly was everywhere. But, after your description and saying that, oh, no, this is not an easy game and it's got the one more to it, I, I get it now. I, I can see how, hey, I want to accomplish the goal, which is to get the double-double bonus. And and his one another, oh, one more thing about the work done. Also, brand, all brand-new white posts in the game, too. So everything in the play field is brand-new. That's why it looks so nice, plus the touch-up Maureen did. The other feature in this game, which is really neat, if you get A, B, C, D, E down, the extra ball will light up for that hole. 
And that'll move around. Every time you hit a 500-point rollover, that'll move around to be either on or off. Now, if you get um, the drop targets down and the ABCD down, then the special lights up. So now it's always going to be that holds either a special, a double bonus, or an extra ball. It just keeps moving around every time you hit a 500-point rollover. Which one do you want? You know? And uh, it's just you really want to get the hole at that point. You know? I have to be honest. This looks like a game that wouldn't be easy to master. No, it's not. I can't remember ever seeing this game in a tournament. I'm wondering. This game, yeah, this game would be great in a tournament. In fact, I'm, I want to have a tournament soon before this game goes. Uh, I'm going to do something, I think, with uh, when Jeff's over here. Maybe just a couple guys. Um, you know, I'm not sure how big it's going to be. I don't want to go to a huge tournament, but some kind of fun thing where this game is in involved. Uh, it'll be a great war on this game, I think. You know, put a put a dollar up or something. You know. Yeah, you could definitely play dollar games. Yeah, it, it, it's going to this. This is a fun game. It's uh, it's it's maddening though. At, at some point, you say, okay, I've had enough. I, I can't get in that hole. Screw it. I'm going to play something else. You know. So. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, so do you want to uh, do you want to give us a, a, a quick game and go yeah, through it? Yeah, sure, sure, we can do that. I mean, you did all the setup. I mean, you spent, I'm guessing, an inordinate amount of time trying to get the technology to work so you could show me the game while we're talking. That's true. Yeah. So why? Let's go. Let's hit it here. Let's hit it. Here we go. All right, Spirit of Seventy Six. Let's roll them. All right, successful launch. That's a good thing. All right, we're going to shoot for the ABC at the top, and we got the D. Is the C the middle thing up there? Yeah, the C is the middle. Right. And the B, B is on the left. We just got the B just now. So B left, C middle, D right. And we just lost the ball. I had almost all the drop targets down there. So what's, the, what's a good score on this game? A good score? Well... A free game is 62. I get 62, 78, and 100 for uh, scores. So Right. It's only a five-digit game, right? Yeah, five-digit game. So getting to 62, I'd say getting over 60 is really good. Even getting in the 50s is good. Um, I, I just like to show I can win a game at 62. But it's... it's even uh, that's hard? Even that's tough, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all. it all depends on... You know, some our neighbor, our, you know, our, your ex-neighbor, would call the, one of these games more of a, a luck box, probably. That's that's their terminology for for an EM, a, a luck box. You know, it's funny that you mention our neighbor. Um, I had an idea. I'll play it here. I'll cut it if you don't think it's appropriate. Okay. But my thought was. Ooh, I got him. I got them all down. I did. So now I got. Let's see. Nine thousand bonus. And. And I got. If I get over the star roller over here again, if I get a rollover, it'll be extra ball. Okay, all right. So extra, you just did. Well, extra ball is not lit yet. See that? I went in the hole right there. You got ten thousand points. All right, now extra ball is lit. See right in the hole there. Yeah. I just have to go in that hole. No, now it's off again. Oh, boy. Like that, see? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough game. Oh. 
It's a bear. Ball three. Right, but, 20... if, but if it was too easy, you wouldn't like it. Right. Exactly. This game keeps you coming back. Like, uh... That's why I'm not I'm not in a huge rush to get this back. I, I gave him one tickler email to say, hey, your game's ready. But I'm not going to keep hounding him. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll keep it for a while longer. <laughs> you know, I'll just... yeah. Well, hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, I doubt it. it you know, I... Okay. No, I doubt it. Okay. He's too busy going to France. Okay. There's a little save there. Let's see. We got uh, going for drop targets here. Just something about an EM. We have... Oh, we have talked about the stinker we did, but this is a you know this is a popular game. I mean, they made ten thousand of them, so yeah, you know for EMs. But um, you know, I'm sure this has got sentimental value. You don't pile that kind of money into a game like this unless uh, you know you have sentimental value. You're never gonna get you're never gonna get your money back out of that. No, although. Sometimes you can. There's actually people out there that want to roll an ICM. They'll throw good money at like that uh, that guy Pin Rescue. That's all he right. does is, is all he does is EM restorations. He gets big money for his EM games. He does. He does nice work. Um, you know. So I'm I'm pretty much I pretty much get I get what he does pretty much. My games, my restored EMs are pretty much in line with what he does, and I get about the same money typically, give or take. So, because a lot of work goes in, a lot of hours goes into the stuff. Because it's like working on a really super old car. You know, it needs everything. So, a lot of time, a lot of parts. So, this is this is ball five, where the double bonus is lit right now. Uh, the one on the out hole is. Oh, I almost got in the out hole. Dave? Yes. So, pink double bonus is lit to go out hole. So, you need the A and the E. Any will get me. I can get a light and extra ball of that, so I can go down low. Nope. So right now I can. I'm gonna probably go drop targets. Almost. Almost get the one. Oh, almost got the one. Now I just need the. Oh, there we go. That one there. More bonus point. Nine thousand bonus. That's good. Let's see. There you go. Yeah, so that's so there's twenty thousand bonus right now. So I'm guaranteed a free game right now. Okay. Yeah, so we need the one. Okay, so good play. Oh, we got the one. Got oh, we need one. So what do you got? One on the other side there? Yeah, we need the seven over on the other side. All right, I got the A. No, no, no. There we go. Oh, I almost got the E. If I get the E down. Let's see if I can backhand the seven. Oh, I backhanded it. Alright, so now. All right, now we got double double right now. Double double is lit. If I get in that hole, we're happening. When the E is lit too, now I get everything. Now if I can just so everything's lit. Special extra ball. This is so awesome. What are you gonna try? Are you gonna try I need to get that hole. The hole is worth everything right now. You gonna try a ricochet shot? Ricochet. Or... See that ricochet? I tried that. See, I tried yeah, that. Oh, and doubt. See that? Maddening. <laughs> oh. Oh, I got two free games. That was that's a little show right there. That was good. You got to see a nice show. No, that's that's really good. Well, okay, that uh, that's game one. Are you prepared to talk about the other game you said was next to it? Uh, yeah, we could do a little of that. Let's see. Let's 
in a moment. Oh, you don't have to. Well, it, it's really not... I can show you it. It's not really ready for prime. This game needed a lot of work. Boy, oh boy. Well, let's talk about it because you have it in the shop and who knows if it'll be here a month from now or sure. whatever. Um, this game, I remember. And the game we're talking about is Williams Grand Prix. Um, this game also, well, the game Spirit of 76, the one we just did, uh, came out in December of 75, but for the most part, it was produced during the year 1976. This game came out in June. It was also a big number game, 10,554. And I forgot to ask you about this with the other game. Both of these games had sample runs. Yes, they did. Can you tell the audience, because I, I think I know, but I'm not sure, what the sample run is and why they did it? I know, but I've happened upon a sample run of a card whiz, or maybe it's Royal Flush. They actually have to get back to the customer, too. They have an issue I have to go back on. I did work about a year ago on for their on their game. Um, but I remember the game had like an S next to the serial number. It had uh, for sample. And it was stamped weird on like a, a metal guide rail on the side of the play field. It was stamped on that, which I thought was really strange. Um, so I guess the sample means they gonna they put it out they they make it they put it out there on location somewhere, and see how people like it. They kind of gauge you know what's coming in from the on the cash box, and in in a certain amount of time, how much money it makes. Uh, they can gauge interest on it. Say okay, is this gonna be a winner? Are we gonna go forward and make a whole run of these things, or are you just gonna scrap it and just make a couple hundred and and say I don't think so. Which so, is, so they did basically uh, testing and, and sampling of the audience prior to releasing a game, which obviously is not done today, not even close. Yeah, today, no, today it's uh, right. It's, it's kind of release a game, and then uh, you the the customer is the beta tester for about a couple of years. They'll do some upgrades that they want to the the. You know, manufacturing. I just don't. I don't get it at all. Now, even even Godzilla. You know, everyone loves that game. I I played it a bunch of times now. Uh, new, you know, customer had it, and John has it, and Mike has it, and everybody has that game. I just find way too much delay of game. You're you play the ball a little bit. It goes in some hole. Then all of a sudden, the screen goes on with some kind of Godzilla you know graphic, and some movie comes on, and then you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting. To get the ball back, so you can play some more pinball. It's just way too much of the entertainment factor versus being a playing factor, for me. Well, well, riddle me this because I I started down this road and I never got to it. Um, we were talking about our neighbor, and I went out and watched our neighbor, my former neighbor, your neighbor, um, go out and play World Cup soccer, and I kept saying to myself. Okay, he's explaining the game, and I'm getting to watch the screen. I don't play pinball that way, and I know that it's a 90s game and things have advanced, and it's a different, you know, pinball era. But I, I don't pick my head up to look at the back class, if at all. So how do you, you know, the modern games to me are, I like shooting them, they're fun to play, but as far as watching the screen and learning how to play, it's it's a diff it's a different kind of game. 
It's an ADD game. Attention deficit disorder game. Yeah, I mean, look, things advance, and it, it doesn't matter. If you like 60 All those cars, games. 70 cars, 80 cars, everybody hates the car analogy, but you know what? Hey, there's a flavor for everybody. I'll play them. Like, I'll play them. I know. I hear it in every show now. You had your taste of a modern, and you spit it out, and you're not going back. Correct. It's it's like the really bad broccoli. You're just not having it. That's not the vegetable of choice for you. And speaking of Stern Rush, I got a I got an email. I wasn't speaking of that. You were now. Okay, I will. All right. Well, I'll speak on it some more. I got a uh, I got an email from Stern from Stern Tech Department. They would, you know, would I like to go out to a couple hour and a half, two hours out west to work on this guy on the customer's rush that he had a problem with the play field because the play field was kind of uh, getting torn up. So he basically said, hey, Stern, I need a new play field for your game. It's already, you know, not happening. They sent him a whole, after like months, I don't know how long it was, a while, sent him a whole new created play field. All right, here you go. Throw it in your game and when you're ready, send us the old play field back. He put it in his game and now I guess the play field's better. I mean, he hasn't really played it much. And now has a switch problem. He can't. There's some kind of multi-ball problem. There's, some, there's something wrong with the with the play field he got. So they're calling me. It's like, hey, can you go out and uh, can you oh, give, sure. can you give this guy a call? Now we haven't really talked money. I'm going to give this guy a call. What are we talking money? Am I on your payroll? It's like I I don't get it. And and, and on top of that, okay, give me some data. Are you guys going to send him apart? Do you guys have any preliminary stuff for me to know? Am I just going into this blind? They didn't really have much for me. So. I then he I was I let it go. I didn't get back to the guy because he didn't get back to me. I said, "Give me a call." He didn't give me a call. Then he called me like the the, the tech department called me like a, a week later. I said, hey, oh, did you get a, did you get to call that guy yet? And I go. I called the guy. I said, "I haven't called him at all. I'm not doing anything until we talk about money and you know moolah. What's I'm I'm busy. You know I can't just go and I'm going to talk to this guy and not know all the details and if I can fix it or not. Um, so I basically said. Did you guys try? So you guys try this, and I, I basically said, uh, "Did you guys try swapping out the um, node board or the connector to the node board or these other things?" He goes, "No." It's like he said, "That's a good idea." Maybe it's like I'm going to ask That's him. A to good try. idea. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you're giving, so I, I'm you're the tech yes. department technical tips. Yes. So now I'm Stern's tech support for the tech support. <laughs> What, what, what is going on with the world? Do, do people not accept responsibility anymore for their actions? No, they don't. No. It's it's like, ah, F it. You know, they'll figure it out. They'll right. Go away. Right. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. That, Dave, you're better off. The stress level of owning a $10,000, $15,000 game that you know ultimately will stop functioning for whatever reason, why put yourself through that? I said to myself the other day, I've been playing a lot of Paragon and Embryon, and I talked about Supersonic. I kept saying to myself, simple. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Right. Short, right. Brain power, eh, half speed or less. You know? Just casual. Just yeah. Fun. fun. Not oh my God, am I going to hit Godzilla in the head and break him? And, you know, 
am I too forceful with this or that? Or, oh my God, what just happened with the node board? That's a hundred and something. I mean, that would drive me absolutely crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's, I, I, well, you do get it because you get all the work and you're a very fortunate man to have a company like Stern out there. True. Um, it's, it's great. I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I like the old school games better, but I, but I believe me, I don't mind fixing the new school games because they're all new and I don't have to go through and rebuild the wreck of the Hespers either like I do with the old games. The old games just take lots of time, you know. And you got to have a special customer that's going to understand that and it's going to pay for lots of time. You know, some of these customers, you know, the ones that aren't, aren't going to be a good fit, uh, they call up and, and I say, well, it's going to be, you know, so-and-so this much approximately. It's like, well, I only paid $100 for the game years ago. It's like, okay, well, do you want it working or not? It's not years ago. This game's worth a lot more money now. So, you know, what can I say? It's like they're they're not worth $100 now. These games are in, in restored shape are worth thousands of dollars. So, well, like we've said before, and we beating the drum again, is it's nostalgia for us. You know, again, we're in an older demographic. Um, if you look at what, you know, the, the marketplace is saying about, you know, our generation, um, we're out spending money and we're having a good time. And this fits the profile, especially if you have a home and a basement or, you, you know, you have some entertainment area, um, you know, hey, you got at least one. And uh, my son's gunning for his game. I don't know if I said this in the last show, but the Fireball Classic will probably be leaving my house at some point in time this spring. He's oh, like, really? You gonna give? You gonna? Oh give yeah! Oh yeah! Okay. He's been gunning for it. He came over. He wiped my. He wiped me around again. I gave him a good run this time, but man, he never plays. And he gets on that game, and this is a jab at Jeff again. Jeff, he'll clean your clock. He just knows how to play that game. Like, you know how to play Paragon. He can just get up to bat, and he can just start hitting the ball. He's really good. Wow. So, but the wife won't let me buy a new one. I've been gunning, and I keep looking. I'm going to find some. Like a new what? what I, do you need, mean, a, a, I need a project. Well, what, like, what are you thinking? Like, what, what's in your I'm mind? I'm not thinking anything. It's what, what's, I'm, I'm seeing some looseness in the market, but I'll be honest. It's mostly for newer Sterns and newer games. Galactic Tank Force, how many of those do you want to buy? Really? Oh, so they're dumping, oh they're dumping them. Dumping them, huh? Oh, they're on retreat. They're, the, the enemy is advancing and they're in retreat. Oh, my God. It, bad. Really? They're saying, again, we're not modern pinball you know, show, but right. they're saying that that company could go under. Wow, you know, is it an experiment? Up, it's, up for sale. it's up for sale. I should, I should say wow. it differently. It's it, up for sale. So, if you want to go buy a pinball company, there's one available. Well, kudos to them for trying something different, though. They tried something different and it failed. You know, it's like, um, I don't know. Is there and now? There is a market for the old school, but the Grand Show is that that old school game that someone's doing with with like it looks like a, a oh, oh eight ball fury the one made in australia the one that yeah well, it looks like a three-year-old did the artwork the three-year-old did the artwork on it who you know it, it looks like crap it's that's not a good that's the first thing i said i go you're not going to sell one of these it looks horrible and that yeah. and, the, and let's face it 
that's the most it's one of the most important details i mean you can have a great shooting game but if it looks like hell you know you know you're eliminating a lot of audience for instance all you got to do take a game like spirit of 76 in front of you right or was in front of you and just do a couple little tweaks to it and redo this game you know make it digital um you know, maybe add a spinner or add something else to make it a little bit different flavor, you know, part two, Spectre 76, part two or something. Um, and you could sell this game. It's it's a great, challenging game. It well, doesn't... You, you bring up a point. So it comes every couple of years. Why haven't they redone... I'm coming back to World Cup soccer again. I'm going to keep hitting you with that. Yeah. Um, why haven't they remade a soccer game? I mean, you don't have to pay a royalty. It doesn't have to be called World Cup Soccer. In, in fact, I thought of this, and I don't know if you know who this is. You're not a great sports fan, but I would think you would know who Messi is. One of the best soccer players in the world. He plays for uh, whatever the team in Miami is. I and heard that. Uh... If you cut a deal with that cat and said, hey, look, we want to do a machine on you. That thing would sell a bazillion copies. What's the guy's name again? Around the world. What's the guy's name? Messi. Wait, you know what? I heard about him. He bats cleanup. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> That's extra bad. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, I had to think about that one for a second. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> why, why me? Feel free to turn it off now, folks. I, I'm holding <laughs> my forehead with my hand because I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I'm on this IP thing. I'm like, everything I look at, would that make? Because everybody's talking about it. There's nothing else other than, and we haven't come to it, but I have to pitch it. Everybody's talking about Jaws. Now, let, no me, thanks. Do pre, let me do a little preamble. We did a Jaws show it's episode 33 and every time i hear them mention jaws i think of that dog i don't know why because i thought it was a funny story i guess you remember what i'm talking about right yes i do right wasn't this the dog that was a little amorous a little a little bit yeah slightly (laughs) so i I think of that and then i think two years ago when we were at fantastic i believe that's where we were Uh, well that's good so we played remember the silver ball mania remake jaws that we played at fantastic yes 22 okay so i always think of those two everybody going back and forth i'm sure if you haven't heard this dave then you've really been under a rock okay everybody bitching about the fact that the shark doesn't eat the ball yeah, yeah. The even the LE version doesn't either. No, none of, none of it does. Yeah, it is kind of stupid. Yeah, I I think I did see something about that. We're in the club. Oh, so I still haven't told our neighbor story. Third time, I'll I'll get it out this time. I thought that you and I could play the video he did for Papa on World Cup Soccer. Okay. Obviously, we don't own the rights, so we can't play the audio. Right. But we certainly can both play the video on our phones. Sure. 
think up and comment accordingly on our neighbor playing World Cup soccer. I like where you're going with George. <laughs> okay, that sounds like fun. So easy. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to set the game up. Right. We don't have to play it. All you have to do is comment accordingly. I like it. Okay. I like I'm it. not so sure he'll like it, but I don't really care. Either. That's okay. <laughs> so before we uh, timed out, I did want to congratulate Bowen for winning the Classics Division or one of those out in uh, Indisc, California. It never oh, drives right. in Southern California. So cool. congratulations to that. I didn't want everyone to think that I was... Just being rude. Um, what games were what games were that in the classics? You know, I forgot that it was even on. To be honest with you, um, so I didn't watch. I don't think I watched any of it this year. Was Mister Stone a part of it? Do you know that? He was, and he got into the final four for one of the tournaments. There's so many different tournaments. And he ended up getting either second or third. And all he kept saying was, you know, he was doing the woe is me. So oh, I yeah. Heard, That's classic. I, I, I heard that from several different people. So you kept saying, I uh, suck, I suck. He said, I suck, I just suck. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that whole routine is oh, getting yeah. old. It's yeah. like, hey, Eric, you're still, you know, top five player in the world, top yeah. 10 player in the world. I mean, come on. You know, the torch gets passed. There's some young kids that are really, really good. So, and he knows that. I'm not telling him anything he doesn't already know. Um, yeah, you think they're sad. So that was that was interesting. I I did happen to watch this past weekend some of the championships. Did you watch? No, I haven't watched any of that stuff. Were you even aware of what happened this past weekend in the pinball world? No idea. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> I knew. I knew I would catch you. The uh, believe it or not, it was the state championships, and I went to turn on the Twitch machine, and there's like over a thousand people watching pinball. I'm like, what the hell's going on? There must have been twenty different feeds of all the different state championships that were going on, which was pretty good. So I happened to watch the one. From New Hampshire. Okay. Um, Where was it located? A place I had never heard of before. Port City Pinball in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Okay. Um, a shout out to your brother from a different mother, uh, Brian O'Neill. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I think he made it to the top four. Mm. Derek, forgive me, I don't remember your last name, but we've talked several times. Uh, at shows, and I've watched your podcasts or Twitch broadcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, he was in the top four too, but it ended up being uh, two women. Okay, when you um, say when you say women, I, I'm, I, I can. <laughs> that's the you, you're a good reader. You know me very well. <laughs> Are we talking a they situation? Danger, danger, danger. <laughs> that red? Um, so, Jillian and 
hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly, Ziana, were the okay. final two for the championships in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And Jillian won. And no, it's not that Jillian. Oh, I was so, going to say. Okay. So, so, so no. So, just leave it alone. I got my reaction. Let's move <laughs> along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Um, oh, I think boy. we should get to uh, one of my favorite segments, and I'm sure the audience is as well. You I know. know. What that is, don't you? Uh... Soap operas? You're not going to botch this again, are you? I wouldn't. Wait, when, before we go there, I know where you're going. Before we go there, you know, Maureen loves soap operas. Much to my chagrin. I like to throw this cable box out the Maureen. Yeah, Maureen. Maureen loves What does she watch? What doesn't she watch for soap operas? I think uh, The Young and the Restless. I think uh, uh, The Bold and the Beautiful uh, and uh, General Hospital. I'm pretty sure those are the ones. I, so I, those I, are the ones that are still on. Yeah. So I was thinking they needed to do an update for the Young and the Restless. For the Young and the Restless, uh, the new one for nowadays crowd, the older crowd would be the old and the listless. What do you think? The I old. thought you were going to say the young and the wokeness, but okay. no, the old and the, li- the old and the listless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I know that's why I was thinking, but anyway. Um, so, where were we? We were at basically. We were at you doing one of What's my up, Doc? segments. What's up, Doc? Is that the one? Yeah, that's a good guess. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> good. Yay. Give the boy a cigar. I have some other stuff, but I figured before we get labored into everything, you know, let's, let, let's get the What's Up, Doc segment out of the way. So, with that said, bring us up to speed. Hey, what's up, Doc? All right, what's up, Doc? Well, here's what's up. An eight-ball champ in Newton got a call to work on one of these. And uh, it needed a lot of work. He bought this from the Ultimate Gamester in Waltham years ago. And uh, it just had all kinds of weird switch issues. So... And these games have a little keypad inside them instead of just a little button on the door. You have to do all those different things to make to get into software of see what's going on with the game, what's what it's reporting. And come to find out there was a, a stuck switch, which on these games means, okay, old capacitor, switch capacitor, old, creating a partial short. You clip it off. Okay, that bad switch went away. Another bad switch. Cut that capacitor off. Another bad switch. I must have cut off three or four different capacitor they said you know i'm just going to cut them all off i did the game come up came up to pretty much to ready but then i need you know so then i need to, I need to put you know all these caps and just like wreck the game so I put all new caps on the game on the switches and well, at least i found out what was wrong so i mean you yeah know, it's it's short money it's a lot of time but it's short money well that was short money but then i did a lot of, i mean the bill the bill climbed up pretty well Oh, no, no, I, I'm yeah. saying the, the part itself is short money. It's the time involved to do it all. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, for, well, for that part, yeah. So that fix was, you know, that's the major one. And then you go through and dace by the rest of the game. We were there for eight hours, you know, on this one. So that was took uh, quite a bit of time. Uh, Led Zeppelin. You remember there's Led Zeppelin in LE? You were, you and I were on site for this a uh, couple years yeah, ago. I just had a conversation with my friend jack about this you first and then i'll chime in okay so 
I went over to his place because uh, he had a, a, a broken rubber. Now I put silicone on this on this game oh, a couple years ago. Um, you know, redid the rubber on the game, got rid of the black rubber, and I couldn't believe he had a broken rubber or, or two. But come to find out, it was uh, not all silicone rubbers made the same. So I I have since switched manufacturers of where I get it from. I get better reliability. So I I redid the rubber on it to the the you know the the better manufacturer. And while I was there doing the work and getting all good to go, um, I said. Uh, I notice he has a lot of high-end equipment. He has a, a beautiful uh, Macintosh turntable. Um, and he told me about his subwoofer, the Bose subwoofer in his room. He, this guy, I, I think he's got some he's got some money, you know. He's got a nice house, nice nice game room. And I said, uh, I really looked at that stuff and said, hey, you know, your, your game sounds great. You ever think about, uh, I could really upgrade this sound in your Led Zeppelin for you pretty reasonably. Want to add a sub to it? Sounds good. Hook me up. So I did. So I, <laughs> so I came back. I upgraded. I put a sub on it, and I tuned it in. What a difference! Uh, you know, I was even amazed by how much it. And he came downstairs, and I said, "Do you want to hear it?" And I go, "He said, oh, I heard it upstairs already." <laughs> it's okay. So he said, uh, "I don't. Think, I don't think my wife's gonna like it." And I say, like, "Yeah, that's all right. I'll just skip out of here before she gets home." <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but he, he loved it. So it was great. So. Uh, so he was very happy with that, and now I'm on the quest for him. He wants me to find him a. Um, he's really into poker. He likes playing. Um, what's the poker there? World Tour. World, no, no, the game. What's the game that everybody? Five card plays? stud. No, the game that everybody plays these days, and uh, the five card the game that everybody plays. Five card Monty. Oh God, boy, oh boy. <laughs> no one knows Spades. what this is. No, it's poker. It's world. It's the world champion poker ship, and they they put the sunglasses on and they do all that stupid stuff. You know, no, Sorry, no. If my brother-in-law was here, he could tell you everything. I, I don't know. Okay, that, hold that's on. That's something I know. It, anything it's about. it's bugging me, so I'm gonna find out what it is. Although I did hear, I don't know if you knew this little tidbit. You know, Greg Paparelli. Yes. He's supposedly uh, a Texas Hold'em. It's Texas Hold'em. He's, he's, he's a world-class poker player, I guess. Okay. No, I'm just saying, you know, he's a I like, football player. They say he's a really good poker player. Okay. Just saying. I, yeah, I, I like playing poker, too. I, I Years ago, you know, when I was playing pinball, high school, that kind of thing, we'd have regular poker games. Once a week at someone's house, we'd go play poker in nickel-dime quarter. Uh, dealer's choice. I like dealer's choice. Unless it doesn't get too wacky with too many stupid ten wild cards, that's dumb. Baseball and all the other. Well, I like no, I like the baseball stuff. I like the I'll follow the queen stuff. I like that stuff, but you know, some of the stuff gets off the rails. But I like them some simple stuff. But hold them for me, boring. I just don't. It's just very dry. It's like I don't know. It's like having a bourbon. It's like bourbon and a cigar. It's like an old man's game. I don't know for hold them. For me, anyway. You just, you just insulted some of our audience. I know. It's okay. Sorry, audience. But, uh... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's not okay. I'm, I'm being a straight shooter like George. You're drumming off of me. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was the insulter, George. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it, it's just too dry. Um, so 
This guy, he, he wants a, a World Poker Tour, if I can find him one. He wants me to find him one and then restore it up nice really? for him. Yeah. Because he likes poker. I, I, I don't know anything about that game, but I never hear a lot of favorable things about it. He wants it to go to his Nantucket home. Oh, well, then he can get whatever he wants. <laughs> now, now you get it, George. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Coming right up. <laughs> Order up. Coming up. Yipper. No, so I actually. So you're I, out hunting for one of those? I'm out hunting for one of those. I'm actually well, hunting also. Podcast, so, I mean, maybe you'll get some leads out of this. I want one of those. And also, I got another email. Ask Dr. Dave email here. Uh, a guy out in oh, the West Coast somewhere. I want to say uh, north of California somewhere. Oregon, maybe? Anyway, he wants a Nugent. He wants a nice Nugent. He wants me to find a Nugent and restore it for him. And he gave me some, gave me some buy money down. That's going to be a tough one. I had one. I had a beautiful one that I sold back in 2016. I sold it to a woman looking for one forever. They grew up with the game. Knew Ted Nugent personally. I guess either he was her babysitter or the wife was his babysitter or something. They knew Ted Nugent. They kind of knew him back in the day. So she got the game from him or something. I, I don't know, but they got rid of the game. Now she wanted it back. So I I had mine. I bought from mine. And I I thought I would like it, but it's like, no, I didn't, I didn't need that game. So I sold it. Now I wish I had it because I could sell it again to this guy. Call uh, her. Maybe she wants to sell it. I always think of that. I looked at an old email from her and it looked like, you know, uh, it, it, to me, it sounded like the way she wanted this game was like bolted to the floor. But oh, You don't know unless you ask. I'm going to ask. I'll, I'll ask. But, hey, we'll send the smoke signals out. You allowed to say that? Doesn't matter. You can say that. Why send can't you say that? Out. Hey, yes. you know, Dave needs a Nugent and he needs a World Poker Tour. What else do you need? Uh, I think those two... For now, I think that's I think it's all what I have for for wants right now. For games, but I'm going to be getting in here. I, I got people knocking on the door to bring me uh, a haunted house full restoration. That's going to be a bear to do. I got another guy who wants to bring an Adams family into me, um, and I got the planes and the tarmac and everything's all uh, the taxi runway is all building up here. So I'm trying to get games out. And okay, so we got some games we'll talk about. You don't ever want to talk about like Adam's family. I don't know anything about it, so you know. I'm only getting a couple of those in. I mean, I mean, I got one coming in. We I got should do a show. We should do a show. Look, folks, this year I promise. Yeah, yeah I don't I'll know. Pro I'll promise. Yeah, promise. We've okay. got to do. We've got to do at least a game every show. We have to. Well, we got sort of two games now. We got a Grand Prix you can see right now on the viewer. Well, we started with that, and I got sidetracked with the, our neighbor. Um, I'll tell you what: out of the two games, you know, the other one being Spirit of '76, I thought this was a really cool game. I do remember playing this back in the day. They made a lot of them, like we were talking about. You've got the classic design and art by Cordek and March. Um, I mean. The thing that I thought was great was they put the uh, break uh, breakdown of materials 
for $402.23, the bomb on this game. And it retailed to a distributor for 945 bucks. Wow. That's, they, right. Amazing. I, I thought that was great. But the cool thing about this game, and correct me, I know it's in pieces, you're not playing it yet, is that the spinners. The spinners are the deal in this game. And not only do you get bonus, but you can collect it with those with those holes or saucers on each side. Yeah, this this game, like, so it actually, it's intermittent. Like, I got it, I spent about maybe 20 hours so far in the game going through all these steppers. This thing was just beat. It needed all kinds of stuff. I, I broke one of the stepper pieces that I'm surprised that Steve Young has a bucket of these too. So I said, okay, see so if take, take a couple of those. He had some parts on that he, some parts I need he did not have. It wore out a couple of these, uh, uh, these slugs that go for the for the um, I think for the for the bonus countdown those so saucers on the left and right there's a bonus countdown that's always being utilized and the metal wore to metal so much that it wore these giant pits into this thing to make a bunch of slop so instead of being a nice tight assembly that's supposed to click like a clock it's all like sloppy and, and not really accurate so I asked if Steve had them Steve did not have them I was surprised he didn't have them they're like plungers that go inside the short coil. And but who's gonna actually hook me up with them is uh, remember uh, Dave, um, the guy Dave and Gene. You've met them over here before. Um, he's uh, he, he's an EM guy. He actually uh, has a nice EM collection. Uh, okay. He's, a, so he's he actually some parts. You were able to. Yeah, he actually has a bunch of Williams parts. I say hey, I need this. He goes, oh, come right up. So he like sent it to me. I didn't get him yet, and I said, oh, what do I owe you? It's like nothing. You've done you've done plenty for me over the years. Nothing. Here they are. It's like, oh, very cool. You know, super cool. So uh, I'm getting those for this game. The game right now, I actually, someone actually hot-wired some wires from the start button all the way to the back of the head because they couldn't get it running right. It was all just someone was in it trying to mess around and got it all wrong. And so right now I have it so that it does play. Let me see if I can uh, see if I can hit, a, hit the start button. It will go. Let's see. Come on, turn over, baby. Let's see, turn it off and on. Try this. Okay. There we go. Okay. I have to kick in the guts a couple times, but I got it to go. So it, it sounds like an old adding machine, you know? When you hit this here, it sounds like <laughs> NBC News. Dan Rather reporting, you know? Sounds, sounds like uh, Walter Cronkite. You know, today in the newsroom, in our newsroom today, we have a special guest. What's it sounds like? In today's news, today's death, news. destruction, and despair. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Walter Cronkite reporting. <laughs> Hi, Cub reporter George, here at the scene. Oh, my! <laughs> what are you talking about, George? What's going on over there? Okay, that's okay. Explain to me what in the center between the two arrows, what do those four, three, two, one lights correspond to? All right, so that's when you get the C and D and A and B. Let's see, let me think. Wait, A and B. Okay, I guess every time you get down a pair, they go up. I thought it was supposed to be the whole set, but maybe two or one. So now it's got a problem. Oh, maybe not. So double. I'm not sure what they do. I'm not. I, 
Everything else seemed really intuitive. The other thing that I thought was cool was once you max the bonus out on both sides, yeah, um, it automatically flips over to the spinner being worth a thousand points of spin. Yeah, that's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing. What what is made out of unobtainium are these A B C D drop targets. They're kind of stand up drop targets. They kind of look like a stand up target, but they actually drop down. Right. Williams made these a bunch of these for this game, and I think maybe Pat Hand or some other game around the time time frame. But no one, and they break all the time because they get direct hits all the time, especially the C and D. They break. All the time. People have been looking for them forever. No one's making them. Steve Young, I guess the tooling wouldn't make sense to make it because you have to sell so many of them. It doesn't... They wreck the tool. The, the tool doesn't exist. doesn't exist or something. So, come to the rescue is 3D printers to the rescue. So, I found a guy on Pinside who makes them. 3D prints them. They look great. And uh, I ordered a set from him. So, they're coming in shortly. You didn't order a backup set for your uh, customer? Well, what do you for the customer? customer? Well, because you just said they break easily. Why wouldn't you order a second set knowing that the guy makes them? You don't know how long he's going to make them for, and you got a backup set in case one breaks. Uh, that's true. Well, what I, what I was thinking of doing is basically I'm just going to replace the. There's only there's one that's broken in this game right now. It's it's the both the ears are come off it, so the center part still there, but it broke off clean. I'm just going to replace that one. Leave everything else original on there. Uh, Cause it's, it's uh, I think it's a lot of work to replace these. So we'll see I'm how it goes. Suggesting replacing the ones that are there. I'm just saying, in case the ones that are there break because they are 40 years old, hmm. you have a backup because you know it's available right now. It's like anything, you know. I, I was thinking, you know, and you remember when this happened when there weren't going to be any more bumper caps for all the... Uh, oh, yeah, pinball. Re I bought a, I bought everything for right. that time. We talked about this before. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking is, hey, I hate to be a hoarder, but you know what? I want to have these in case my one of mine breaks. The likelihood is low, but you know what? I got one. Worst case, I sell it off later on. Right. And what happened after that? I, I stuck with all this, all this stock now, and now you can get them all the time. But I have a bunch of stock with all the drop yeah, I have stuff. some stuff, too. But, you know, it, the price doesn't go down. I mean, some the crazy thing now with it is the shipping. And I know you order things in multiples, so you have big orders. But if you only need a couple items, the shipping just kills you. I, I mean, it's crazy. Somebody wrote out on Pinside. You know, what used to cost, you know, two or three bucks is about seven or eight. Yeah. The thing with, too, is like when I ship things out on, because I sell a lot of stuff on eBay and some other stuff, I use this thing called Pirate Ship. It's really cool because, like, R maybe, Pirate Ship, ship you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's like uh, 60 or 70% off of rates. So some of them usually cost you like 20 bucks to ship is like only like nine bucks to ship or seven bucks to ship. I can get, so I don't know why these companies don't do that or maybe they do and they make money in the shipping too. They maybe just, they charge a regular rate when they're getting a cheap rate. And that, that's what I do. If I, if I was them own a, a company like that, you know, maybe that's what they're doing, but you can do a cheaper rate. Just use pirate ship. It's the same thing. It, it's the same thing as eBay. eBay shipping utilizes the same thing. You get a discount rate when you ship through eBay. Okay. Didn't know that. Yep. So, uh, 
anything else on this game that you want to talk about? Uh, I haven't done any real research on it. But it's basically, I've been going through all the uh, the stepper units for all the score, the score reels for all these different flavors of games. The Gottlieb game, Grant, the Williams games, and the Bally games. They all had a different um, uh, method of nine carryover, and there's, there's, there's three switches on each score reel. They have to be, depending on what number it's on, either open, open, close, 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 open, open. They gotta be the right sequence. If they're not, your score is gonna be all going together at the same time. You, scores are all wrong, not scoring right at all. So, and each manufacturer did it differently. So, while one might be on, the other manufacturer has it off, uh, just depending on how they did. So, uh, Stu gave me a cheat sheet on it, a, a picture of of each manufacturer, what it's supposed to be. So, I have that as a uh, as to, to reference. And what what messed me up is like depending on the viewpoint you look at this picture and looking at the game it doesn't really correspond so uh, <laughs> you know it looks it, different from different angles yeah it's like you know okay this the switch towards the screw versus the switch that's farthest from the screw you're going to adjust well on the picture it says that this the one towards the screw should be open and the one away from the screw should be closed but you go in the game no, it's the exact opposite of that. It's the one away from the screw. <clears throat> so, even with the even with the reference sheet, you still have to like double think it because I did it the way the reference sheet said to do it, and the game was all screwed up. I said, "Wait a second, before I do that, let's look at one I didn't even touch yet." <laughs> right. It's, let's not get too far ahead. Let's undo what we just did. Yeah, exactly. So I so I looked at one that was working, and it was the exact opposite of how I adjusted it. So I adjusted it back the right way, and so now it's at least scoring right. It's still it, it, you know, the Grand Prix, I made a lot of good tries with it, but I'm going to put a couple of those parts in and maybe do a little more with it, but I'm, eventually I might, um, I already told Stu, I might have him come over for a little, an hour or two in the right, afternoon. A little kinda, consulting session. A little consulting session, just because, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't feel like fiddling with it forever. Yeah, I mean, right. Well, cause I, to the chase. He'll get you there fast. Exactly. I could, I could get it done, but it's going to take all day or two days. We can come over and get it done in a half hour. You know, I'll take that. So, so. Well, another cool thing about this game is it's six digits. Yeah. Yep. Does that yeah, change yeah. things too? Yeah, million. Well, I mean, it gives you points for everything. I mean, it's just. No, I, I understand that, but I'm saying, does it change it mechanically? You know, as far as fixing it, or no, it's well, just another. Just it just another add, It just adds one more score reel, so you get five score reels versus, um, you know, the the, the godly next to it has four score reels, so. You have you have twenty score reels to mess with on Williams. On uh, this one here, you only got sixteen score reels to mess with. Gotcha. You know that can give you problems, but there's a lot of stuff like inside this game. Like I don't know if you can see that. Lots of stacks. There's lots of steppers, and uh, you know I had to basically go through all of these steppers. They all had issues. Um, yeah, I think this game was well well loved and well played. You know, I think it had a lot of plays on it. Um, so I'm gonna uh, I'm doing my best with it, but I, I think the the meter is running, and I'm looking at the the budget I kind of laid out for what I told the guy. It's like uh, we're we're kind of getting towards that. Uh, it might, might be a phone, towards that magic number. It might be a phone call in order pretty soon, depending if we're gonna be breaking through the ceiling. You know, so we'll see what happens there. Um, what else? I have something that you wanted me to remind you about. 
Go ahead. You asked me to remind you about Mario and the alpaca story. Do you know what I'm referring to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ma the, what's it called? Mario Brothers or something? Yeah, the, the Nintendo game. The Nintendo Gottlieb game. The Gottlieb um, Mar Mario Mushroom World. I think it's called Mario's Mushroom World. Okay, that sounds familiar, but I don't know what that is. So. It's a pinball? Pinball machine, yeah. Yeah, it's pinball. And basically, let me, let me pull it up here. So this game had all kinds of problems. Um, what did it do? I'm trying to think. So well, where's the alpaca come in? Well, he has an alpaca farm. It's an, an alpaca farm. It's a huge farm. We went there, and I didn't know we were in the right area because I'm going in there. I see a farm. You drive around, there's a nice house at the, at the end of the farm. Um, but I guess he had alpacas for a while. Um, he, oh, he has a huge collection of bourbon, like, uh, barrels of, uh, I think, he, what's that stuff called? Uh, I got sick of it as a kid, or as a young adult, I should say, with, uh, Southern Comfort, that stuff. I think he got a whole bunch of that, different flavors of that or something. Tennessee whiskey. I was like, uh, no thanks. Um. Okay. But I'm not sure what else I did with that game. Hold on a second. Hey, Maureen. Okay, but I got my, I got other stuff. So All right. uh, yeah, I can't remember much of. I just know that, that game. Okay, um, you asked me to remind you. So. Yeah. Well, let me. Well, well, that game. It, it basically you could not shoot the ball. The ball. Uh, it didn't have a regular shooter rod. It had a stupid button you press. So whenever you hit the button, it would fry a component on the um on the board. And the coil, I changed the coil. The coil was fine. I changed the board with a new board, and that messed up too. So then I, I figured out, you know, to get the game working right, I basically. Gottlieb's are weird anyway. This is the system three. Um, I had to undo like a, there's a kickback uh, coil for the left lane. For when it's lit, it'll kick. It'll shoot the lane, uh, shoot the ball back. So I undid that coil. And then you could shoot the ball with the, the shooter rod now, or the or the, the button would, would shoot. You know, you, so you could play you could play the game. So I made the game playable. The new board, the day spa. I had to go back out there again for a second time to get this thing running right because it's all screwed up. Um, so to make it run right, I just disabled one of the features of the game. But now it won't blow a fuse. It won't blow up the uh, MOSFETs anymore. Nothing like that. And I looked inside the game. There actually is a hole to put a real shooter rod in there. I, and I told the guy, listen, down the road, if you want to, we can get rid of the uh, shooter button, all that kind of crap. I'll put a real shooter rod in there. I'll put the coil of your your thing back on so, you get the, so the game will fully work. Okay, so the game will work, but you're going to have to manually pull the rod. Well, he wants it anyway. He's an older guy. He sound right. Well, right, yeah, I know. Yeah, bing, bing. So, you know, people, I, the shooter rod is the way to go. I don't like hitting the button to shoot the thing because you, you can't. You can't do a skill. There's shot. no control. There's no, no control. It's, yeah. it's it's chip work. Yeah, yeah. So down the road, I said, you know, play it for a while. But you know, down the road, I'll come back and I can. But it's going to require me to drill a hole uh, in the in the cabinet. I think I actually I ordered a whole shooter rod assembly from Pinball Resource, all assembled from for Godly. It'll go right in there. So I just got to do a little bit of woodworking on it, but I can make it work. So that might be a project down the road for this guy. We'll see. Okay. 
but that was a weird one. That was really strange. The guy was a nice, nice guy too. Very, he was understanding about it. I told him all about it. He wasn't, I wasn't a jerk about it. So that was cool. Uh, and he got a, a no fear in Weston that this guy that I did about oh, a year or so ago. That guy bought. He spent a lot of money in this game. It was a wreck of the Hesperus. Made it did a day spa or two, like a two day day spa. Made it nice. He's still missing a part. I finally sourced the part and I go out there again. It's a bit of, uh, it's a fun game. No far, no fear is actually a fun game. 1995, I believe, uh, Williams game. I have a T-shirt for that game too. Uh, any else? Oh, Snow Queen did a day spa on a Snow Queen, a Gottlieb. That's a fun and a good looking game. 71, I believe. Small flippers. Uh, it's a, it's called Snow or Snow Derby. Snow Derby is a two oh, Snow Derby. Okay. Snow Queen animated back box. Uh, no. No animated back yeah, box. It, does, it doesn't have a snowmobile or a skier on it? No. No. It has girls okay. skiing, but no. It's very colorful. And the, it has two spinners on it. And when you hit the spinners, the little the light will go around the center of the play field like you're skiing through some moguls. Like a light will go around in the circle. Okay. Dave Matrano had, had a snow derby at uh, Pintastic several years ago. I was really tempted to buy it, too, because it looked gorgeous. It was fun to play. I even told this guy after we fixed it, and said, "You know, if you ever want to sell this game, let me know. I'd be, I have, I have some interest in it. I have mild interest in the game. Um, for not working, he had, he said he hasn't worked it for like 20 years. And for us to do just a day spa on it, it came out working great. It was real. It was built really. Well. The games from the the early 70s, late 60s games from Gottlieb, they really built those things. They used different kinds of metal too. The metal is kind of this, this bronze metal they used." Very durable game, built like like a Cadillac, you know. So that was nice. Um, and we just worked on the last thing we just did. We just did a Tills from the Crypt, Data East game, early um, early to mid nineties. Funny thing on Tales of the Crypt is that uh, when you finish playing the game, uh, it's a DMD game, so it'll scroll up and say, you know, designed by blah blah blah, all stuff, and thanks thanks to the people at whatever, and then it'll say. Uh, and in, in memorial of Williams Pinball, or rest in peace or something, right? So basically, they were giving they were given the freaking, uh, you know, management. They were tweaking. They were tweaking Williams because Data East is was the competition. They tweaked Williams on their little displayers, saying, you know, we're better than you, even though they're the small time people. They were just kind of tweaking Williams, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, that's actually a cool game. Tales from the Crypt. It's actually uh, has a shaker motor in it, which has got, got me by surprise when I'm playtesting it. So um, that one's going to wind up being. I, I have several games out there th these days that um, hadn't worked in a while. They're like from the 90s. I have one that's a, uh, a Shadow uh, from the 90s and Tales from the Crypt that are going to require require a Day Spa Part Two. So the Day Spa Part One was get them kind of get them clean, get them running reliably but there's some things left over that i couldn't get to that'll be a part two you know to make it even to bring it to the next level so those two games i i, I keep uh putting people on the uh the day two out out about a month or so i say I tell right, them, get them going get them playing the game but come back and right and this way i can say you get, you get to play the game get it going and this way if you find anything else that's wrong with it in the meantime Make a list for me. When I come back, I'll take care of that stuff too. So it works out well that I can, you know, uh, capture it all that way. So, but that, uh, I think that was all I had for my stuff. I have a segue for this. Okay. 
did you happen to see the thread on Pinside called question about liability and responsibility as a pinball technician? No, I did not see that. Okay. Well, it's uh, super scary. Re- re- reading assignment. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should, we should actually go through that thread mm. um, at, in our next program. And okay. we can make some comments on it because it was there's some good stuff in it actually, and it made me think. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Dave read this. You think it's over and the top? How much, how much? Well, you know, hey, I'm here to repair X, Y, and Z. Uh, you know, that's all I'm here for. If something else breaks, you know, you didn't ask me to repair that, and I just kept saying to myself, you know what? Dave gets rid of all that garbage and says, here's yep. how I work. Exactly. I do, day, I do day spas. Yep. Your game is broken. You give me the list. I'm going to tell you what else is wrong with it that you missed. Right. And then we'll go from there. But it's going to be a minimum of one day. Trust yeah. me, you're going to get your money's worth. Whether exactly. It's a clean game, a fixed game, exactly. a combination thereof. So anybody out there who just goes to go, go quote unquote fix it, I think the phrase that they used was you're married. That yeah. See, no, don't, you know, right, homie, I, don't, homie, don't play that. Homie, right, don't play that. I, I no. But I said, I'm reading through this, and I'm like, oh, Dave's got, Dave's got this one nailed. He doesn't need any help. But I'd be curious to hear your comments on some of the thread. Well, oh yeah, because because we're gonna start doing some of that because but, there's some humorous stuff out there that we could, you know, we can give our take on how's that i like that it sounds good i like that reading through stuff and kind of commenting on it because well, we've, we've got our neighbor we'll get him and maybe we'll do a combo we'll do something from pin side and maybe something from you know twitch or somewhere out in the uh you know the uh, internet sphere okay that sounds so like if it. you don't have anything else i have a couple of shout outs can't talk about the one but i can talk about the other so oh. Our, our Scandinavian friend emailed me about a topic which he asked me not to read, which I won't. I'll respect it. Bo Jimmy and Otto, his little doggy, um, wished me uh, and you both a uh, happy new year. Says he listens all the time. And, uh, you know, Bo Jimmy checking in with, uh, with the Classic Pinball Podcast. Nice. Um, I wished him and he wished back to both of us. Um, Scott from up in uh, Rochester, New York, your buddy who I have the picture of both of you playing the big or standing in front of the big Lebowski. I think you know who I'm talking about. We met him at, uh, at Pinbrew Fest out in Ohio, which is coming up again. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's eight hours plus from here. I really would like to go because what's his name's place in the supermarket opened up. Help me. Past times. The guy who used to run. Uh, yeah, I just the way I just pulled that up. I just pulled that graphic right out. It's called Past Times. Yeah, but who? Tell me, who's the person? I'm Rob Burke. About? Rob Burke. Thank you. He has my cheetah, my gorgeous cheetah. Right, right, right. We talked, but he's now open, and I think something's going to go on between those two entities. I have a feeling Gerard, Ohio, is going to be put on the map, but I think. Uh, if you're not opposed, I'll give Keith a call again and see if he wants to do a quick, you know, rundown of uh, what the show is, and we'll include it as one of our segments. Sure. I mean, you like the show. I like the show. Um, 
He's going to have double the beer vendors. So how bad can it be? I just don't. Um, like the, I don't like the drive. I don't like the drive. That's all I don't like. Yeah, about. <laughs> it was eight hours plus, and we got two other ones that are like right behind. It. They're all within like six weeks. See if they were all if they were all right near the time where I can go ride some roller coaster to Cedar Point, Ohio. I could right. do that as well. It's been a couple weeks out there. Then right. you know, right? That ain't happening. Um, and then we've got Fantastic, which is now in early April. So we're gonna have to do our show on that. I got a. Uh... I get a special segment here if you want a little quick little segment from uh, George Lucas. I just talked to him recently about Star Wars. <laughs> he, he goes, he's talking with Harrison Ford. <laughs> Hear a little clip. Can I wait, 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 stop. Go ahead. Ha- Harrison Ford, I just got a reminder that Marco Pinball is going online. And the theme today is troubleshooting switches on Indiana Jones. Interesting. Well, this will this will segue nice. Okay, go ahead. I'm I'm game. They're gonna talk about uh, the carb carbonite when he was in carbonite. You know, uh, Harrison Ford. So here they so here's gonna talk about here. See, you know, I always loved about you is when you do those crazy hands. You know, when you being when you're in pain or something. Yeah, that's that's it's it's great. I love it. I love it. Those Harrison Ford hands. We used to joke about that. Are you shitting? Yeah, it's in my carbonite. <laughs> the carbonite was actually based on uh, we I, we were walking by your uh, your trailer and I'd seen you pinching one out and I said that's an interesting face and so how'd you do that same face? That was it. That's it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's the key was to never let it out. Yeah, but I mean you did on that you did on that last take. <laughs> that was the that's the one we kept. <laughs> oh, we kept it. We kept it. So the idea is that... <laughs> so there you go, George. <laughs> Nothing like pinching one out. <laughs> there's there's some theater of the mind right there. Right there. <laughs> okay, I started I started to say before we were rudely cut off again. We need we need like the one minute signal. Um, yes. So there probably is one. We just ignore it anyway. Exactly. Um, I said that I had correspondence from Scott up in Rochester, and he really did a cool thing. Uh, I guess his son got married over the summer, and he built a pinball shed, and it came out really nice, and he's got a really good collection. So I'm going to politic today and say, Scott, you really should come on our show. You've got a great collection, and we uh, we could have some fun. So does he want to come on the show? Did you, did you try to get him on the show before or he was shy uh, or what? I think I mentioned it. I think we said something to him when we met him. Um, but now it's, it's more formal. It's out on the airwaves. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, we were talking about shows. I was leading into Pintastic. I booked my room. So I'm definitely going to go. I'm not going to blow that off. We talked about all the, different shows that come together so you got allentown as well in early may so it's like boom 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 six weeks there's three shows i'm gonna try to get to allentown janice wants to go so i think that's a lock for at least one day and uh and why does she like allentown for the farmer's market yeah she loves the farmer's market yeah it's awesome no, no surprise there yeah um so we'll do that and uh a shout out to Grant. I didn't use this uh, when we first talked about it, but 
he was busy as a beaver, as they say. And then it got to thinking, I haven't done an animal story. Um, do they have beavers in Australia? And the answer is no. Yeah, I didn't wouldn't think so. Yeah. No. More like marsupials. Okay. Anyway. So there's that. Um what else? I think that's it. I got to, I have another animal story. I don't you probably saw it. Did you see about the people who had four thousand dollars lying on a counter? And no. uh they were having a contractor come over or somebody to come over and, you know, pay for services and okay. woofy woof woof ate the four thousand dollars. So he had to go around with a, with a cup in his backside to get it back? Oh, well, he wasn't a very good ATM. He only gave about three grand of it back. Where the rest and go? I saw a pic <laughs> I saw pictures. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What kind of dog was this? Well, it must be a lab. No, what's the one that's got like the whiskers? Um, like a Scotty like looking dog, but oh, bigger. Okay. Yeah. Whatever that ha you know, I don't know. I don't know dogs, but whatever that kind of dog is. Yeah. He he became a very expensive dog for a few minutes. Yeah, um, I got uh I got a couple of things here. I got one thing it's so uh before you were saying you want to remember when we started the show today, you said you want to apologize for a couple of things, you had some apologies or some stuff you were saying about yes. whatever so i'm going to say so here's a little quiz which is the hardest for anyone to say uh number one i need help number two i was wrong i'm sorry number three i love you number four worcestershire sauce number five i appreciate you or number six my conspiracy theorist friend was right Uh, uh, number six. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What what conspiracy theory would this be? Which one? <laughs> There's a lot of them. Uh, lately, they become uh, they become conspiracy facts. Lately, a lot of them have come out to be like, yeah, hey, you know, that's a true thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, again, we're CBDC. we're CBDC. not that kind of show, but. Yeah, my head. Yeah, I shake my head almost every day now. And yes, your your uh, your 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 uh, news source is quite accurate. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's the only one I listen to these days. I look at everything else, like nah, they don't got it. This guy's got it. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was weird for me to be sitting in Virginia. And watching the elections in New Hampshire, having participated for so long, that mm. was kind of weird. But uh, that's okay; it wore off. I'm I'm good. Oh, you know, who just uh, sent me a picture of Boothead, your buddy there, <laughs> <laughs> Sharon. What is what is his real name? His name. Uh, I found I found a lot of stuff about him. I did some research on him because Sharon said, "Who is this whack job?" And I said, that's not a whack job. He's actually poking fun at the establishment, calling it a clown world. Uh, yeah, he let, he let me take a picture of him. Yeah, he's been at it for a long time. He's part of the Libertarian Party. Oh, yeah, he was probably one of the 50 uh, uh, candidates that were on the ballot up in New Hampshire. Yeah. I can't believe, I think they said, if I heard correctly, there were 26 
candidates for the Republican nomination on the ballot? I'm really. Oh, 250 bucks and uh, a handful of signatures gets you on the ballot. For what? For president. For president in New Ham- for New Hampshire. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, you pay you pay the dough, whatever it is, and I think you have to have so many signatures. Uh, they'll allow you on the ballot. Oh yeah. Well, his I name mean, is you. Would, you could be on the ballot, Dave, in New Hampshire if you want to. I I I don't. I wouldn't right. want that at all. Don't want the job. Uh, Ver, Vermin Love Supreme. That's, That's it, Vermin. Vermin Love, though. Vermin Love Supreme. You got to get the yeah. middle name. Go look, folks. Go look him up. Just put it in there in the Google machine and put image in. I'll give you a He's, quick. He is quite the character. A quick bio. Born in 1960-ish. American performance artist, activist who's run as candidate in various local, state, national. Oh, that's right. He wants everybody to have a pony. Yes. He served as a member of the Libertarian Party's Judicial Judicial Committee. Supreme is known for wearing a boot as a hat and carrying a large toothbrush. And it's said that if elected president of the United States, he will pass a law requiring people to brush their teeth. He has campaigned on the platform of zombie apocalypse awareness and time travel research and promised a free pony for every American. <laughs> that that I do remember. I remember the poem. Uh, I love you know what? Actually, he makes a lot more sense than a lot of people running these days. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's quite the looker. Um, he's actually, you uh, know what though? I think the rest of the election committee actually like people being elected they actually caught up. This guy's a clown. They've actually caught up to him now. Now they're all clowns. So he's he's leading the pack. Clowns. Well, I'm sure he. I'm sure you could if you lived in New Hampshire, you could have voted for him this last election. I'm sure. Good old vermin. Good old vermin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you don't have anything else, we'll uh, we'll close uh, January out. I'll come up with a uh, a witty name if I can. Um, I just have one last question of you. Yeah. Did you uh, participate in uh, quote unquote dry January? No. What is dry January? Don't drink at all? Yes. No, I never you heard really, of it. You really don't watch the news. Never heard. No, I don't take any edicts from news to tell me to do certain no, things. I, I'm, I'm gathering that. That's nope. why this is all. This is always good. Yeah, I had no idea. Contrast no. is always good, Dave. That, that's true. No, I had no idea that they were telling me I should be dry for January. Although I have been pretty dry for no, January. I'm not saying they said own. you should be dry. I'm what? just saying a lot of people participate. Oh. Actually, my neighbors were participating. They were very nice to us when we moved in. Mm. And, you know, gracious neighbors. We invited them over for a drink. They come in and go, we're celebrating dry January, but we still wanted to come over and have a drink with you. I'm like, okay. So they drank soft drinks and I drank beer. Okay. I'm not participating, Dave. Yeah, I... I wasn't expecting the answer I got, but I... I'm not participating. Yeah, I don't want to, yeah, you know, when I'm, when I'm on the, I actually, although coming up, I might do a little like that, maybe like a week or two, you know, just to kind of uh, get off the, get off the beer a little bit, you know, and then uh, start clean again and then uh, have some more beer later. But, uh, you know, I, but I, I couldn't convince them. I said, you know, there is a such thing as a damp January, you know, you have the urge to cheat, you know, you can, you can have one and, you know, 
chalk it up for, you know, you know, just chalk it up. Oh, no, no, no. I'm close to the finish line. We're going to see it through. But come Jan- come February 1st, they said, okay, deal. Yeah, good for them. I'm glad, you know, that's called having some willpower. You know, people can do it. Great. You know, it's, it's good to abstain for a while on anything. See, see, I, guess, uh, I guess I have no willpower. Well, I've, I, I've been a bad boy. Bad boy. <laughs> bad boy. Yeah, I've been, well, I, I've actually been, you know, go out to some restaurants here and there, and uh, they don't have any I, IPA on draft. It's, oh, we just ran out. We don't have that. Would you like a, a Michelob Ultra? And I go, yeah, you got any, <sighs> you got any coffee? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with coffee <laughs> instead. Thanks. How about some mouthwash or gasoline? Yeah, anything, but uh yeah. Yeah. And not not so much. So so if they don't have the right right type of stuff, then I'm not gonna go and just kind of participate, you know. There you go. Me me either. Yeah. So anyway, I'll let you uh close us out unless there's uh one more thing. And uh we'll uh kiss this episode goodbye all right sounds good well thanks everybody this has been uh dave and that has been george and this has been the classic pinball podcast like share subscribe go on my website pinballdoctor.com all spelled out and you can also send me an email at dave at pinballdoctor.com and see what we have in the restoration queue. If you have something in particular you'd like to get restored or have me look for you and find and restore, I can do that too. And Maureen, with her lovely touch-up skills and touch-up the playfield and cabinet as needed. So, uh, George, over to you. Anything you got to say? I'm going to say uh, thank you all for a great 23. Uh, I'll try to be more positive, although that's no fun in 24 we've got some good things planned um even though dave doesn't know it uh, we got some good things planned for this year uh El- what's left of this i think this will probably come out next tuesday so you'll have one day left chuck it and make it a wet january uh stay lit and tilted yeah hey. um, I, I got a question anything. for you go I, ahead I I don't know. Is some kind of is some kind of surprise happening? Is some kind of uh No, 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 but I mean our our dance card for the first three or four or five months is pretty much filled. Mm. I mean we're gonna do we, we talked about this. We're gonna maybe do the idea I had with our neighbor, do something like that. Yes, yep. I also said that I wanna do a game. Now I'm not gonna be as technical and as professional as you, but I have a couple of games that I want to talk about in my collection, and it'll be very easy for you to participate. So we got that. We've got Pintastic coming up. We got the Allentown show. I can never what they call it what Pinfest. Pinfest. Yeah, I, I, it's the Allentown show. The Allentown show. Yeah, the, the Allentown show. That's what they should call it. Uh, we got that. So you know that takes us up until sometime in May, and then we have that half a year because we're only a monthly. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. So we'll be verbose. We'll be long-winded. We will definitely try to entertain you. Go back and listen to all the episodes that I referenced in this uh, particular podcast. Um, I don't think I have anything else. I think that's it. We covered everything. All right. I, uh, I, well, I do a one. I got a one more thing for you. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do. do, 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 do it. It. Here it is. One more thing. 
those Merkel Merco playfields. Everybody's complaining about about the you put the posts in and it turns the you know artwork comes up and the clear comes up and you we know, talked about this at length last month. Right, right. So, so now I talk to my customer who wants me to do a really nice nine ball for him. Oh and no. I, and I have the nine ball, I have his nine ball play field here and I got the nine ball here and I'm, I was thinking of like, you know, I should, I should, who's this going to be? Oh, PJ's calling. What's PJ got to say? Hold on. Hello. Hello, caller. You're on the air. You're on the podcast. You're on the air. What do you, what do you got to say, caller? Hello, PJ. I really on the air? You're on the air. Yeah. Say hello. Oh, my. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, everybody. Hi, hi pinball fans. <laughs> well. BJ, hello, it's George. Hey, George, how are you? Um, we're doing well. Things are good. Glimmerhold, uh, Glimmerhold's coming online very soon, George. If not already, who? Glimmerhold. Remember that place up in Manchester? That's a was a board game company making an arcade. Remember there at Pintastic? You said you couldn't talk about it. I don't think we ever did. Yeah, they're 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 online, right? Is that today the day, PJ? I think um, yesterday was a preview day for uh, people that wanted to go see it, and they could actually play the games there. Yeah, yesterday. So, um, well, I think it started yesterday, and I think it continues for a few days. Re rewind. So this is the arcade that was to open up in Manchester, correct? Right or Na maybe it's Nashville. Yeah. Is it Manchester? No, it's Manchester. Manchester, okay, Manchester. And yeah, supposedly, if I heard correctly at the time, it was going to be like a hundred games or something like that. It is actually about two hundred games, and a hundred of the games being pinball machines. So, PJ, how do you know so much about this? I've been following it on online. <laughs> Oh, okay. He wants to go. What? Okay. Wh where would one? F I I've never seen anything about this. You got to sign up for Glimmerhold. You should have got bought some tokens from them when you were there. Remember? <laughs> they Glimmerhold Glimmer, Glimmer, like in Glimmer yeah. Twins. Yeah. -E really, not, not the best name in the world. Glimmerhold. It's it's basically a board game company. They donate a lot of their profits to Toys for Tots, and they made an arcade. For some reason, I don't, the board game and arcade doesn't really go together, but they do. Um, so now I'm really intrigued. The guys so big, do you even Texas know hat. what board games they produce? Uh, and if you did, do you know anything about them? No, they're they're like they're like those board games with the the cards that you have monsters on or something. You roll some dice and you have a monster in your card. My monster beats your monster or something like that. <laughs> some kind of some kind of D and D. Okay, thing. PJ. Now that I got the the one answer, do you know anything about that company? Not not a lot about the company, but I know that they're in association with Toys for Tots, and you know some of the uh, proceeds go to that. And they've been waiting for their licensing from Manchester, and I think they finally have their licensing, so they're allowed to open now. It's a beautiful arcade. So is this going to be a coin drop? Or a coin drop, but it's, it's tokens, it's expensive. A dollar a token, it's a bucket token. 
It's a bucket token, and some games take one token, some games take two tokens. Whoa, okay. So never, or you can go down to my buddy Jay's place at uh, free play and pay ten dollars and play all day and all night. Right. They have a they have a lot of new games. They have a lot of expensive games there, so that's why they're, you know. Yeah, I'm guessing they're going to have a lot of stern games. Exactly. Hmm, Interesting. Okay. I'll I'll have to go check it out. So thank you. That's a a an unexpected call. B topic. I knew nothing about. PJ's cool. our field. He's our field. He's our reporter from the field. Okay, terrific. <laughs> he's checking they me. They have a big Lebowski there too. Oh, a big Lebowski. That's worth it. Yeah. Put a couple bucks in that. Okay. That's fun. Okay, they'll probably have all the latest and greatest at two yeah, bucks a throw. They have a 007. They have uh, I don't know. They have Willy Wonka. They have uh, all the new games. Right, but some you know, old, older games too. Not, not, not to, not, to, not to crap on them, but guys, go to Fantastic, man. You can play all those games all day long. I must have played James Bond ten or twenty times. Nobody was playing it, so you know, at a buck, at a buck or two bucks a throw. Yeah, I don't know. Now, you like me now, Gabe? Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna work out, but. Um, if you had like all the, some old games in it, all restored, I'd even throw a buck into those maybe, but they're actually pretty quick, quick, pretty quick of a game, maybe 50 cents. Well, that's, I remember I told you last show that place in Virginia, um, the Maltese, um, 50 cents a game, even for all the brand new Sterns. That's not bad at all. For brand new Sterns too. Right. No, it's great. Sure they're busy. Yeah. So you coming over, PJ? Oh, I don't know. No. Spirit of seventy. Spirit of seventy six is calling you. It's calling your name. I need a play. I need a. I need a professional play tester. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, you guys can have your private conversation. Let's let's uh, close this out. Yeah, I got to I got to close out the podcast with George here, PJ. Can I give you? Can I give you? I'll give you a call right back. Yeah, no problem. All right. Have a good podcast. Podcast. PJ, I'll see you in April. All right. All right. Take care. Are you going to come to the show? Yeah, definitely. Oh, great! Excellent! Excellent! Okay, good. I'll see you. All right. Take care, George. You as well, PJ. All right. Okay, bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That's my friend PJ reporting from the field on the Classic Pinball Podcast. Back to you, George. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else. That was timely, though. I had no idea that there was such a place. You had talked about it a long time ago. It seems like a long time ago, anyway. Anyway, they got some free pub. Yeah. Good or bad. There you go. So, okay, folks. Until next month. Stay lit. Stay tilted. And tilted. And, tilted. And, don't, and don't drive like my brother. That's a click and clack reference. People will know that from Boston. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Bye, Dave. And peace out, George. Yeah. Later. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. All right, let's see what we got for 
for calls here. Let's call the old voicemail. There's three messages here. Let's see what you they say. Have 26 saved messages. Hey, Dr. Dave Huntline. Saved message. Who called me? Dr. Dave, call me up. My pinball machine isn't working right. Okay. 408 202. Alright. Okay, we can do that. We can call you right away. As for Rick. Got it. All right. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Who else called me? Yes, my name is Rick. Uh, Rick. The message okay. Earlier. All right, Rick. Today. Okay. Well, I want to give you my phone number. I think we got it already. It's area code. I guess it's area code. I'm not sure. It's okay. Seven seven four uh -huh. dash uh -huh. two seven. Wait a second. Nine. That sounds like my number. You're calling my I number. A nine. Three, okay. Seven, now, five, I think that's my number. I number. are you? Give me a call. Do you I'll take drugs? Okay. You. All right. Okay. All right. I think he's in. Do you know the way to San Jose? But let's see. Four hundred eight is California. Now what? You again? Mechanic. I'm not a mechanic. I'm actually a craftsman correctly. artist. But okay. And and slot machine? No. Okay. Alright, we'll try to do that. Four, I thought it was 774 a second ago. 774? No. Alright, we'll try Rick. Got it. Alright, right, Rick, we're going to call you right now. Alright, Rick. Rick would like a phone call back. This would be interesting. Let's call, let's call Rick. Let's see what Rick has to say. All right, Ricky Ricardo. Let's see what's going on here. Let's see. Dialing for dollars. Calling Rick from California. I don't think Rick knows we're on the East Coast. I think Google is serving up a lot of, uh, I don't know. Hello, looking for Rick. Yes. I like, this, I like the song in the background. It's Credence. That's Credence. Whoa. Yeah, Rick. All right, well, we can call it crap. It sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> That's okay. All right. There he is. So, uh, you, um, this is Dr. Dave. You called about a pinball machine. Uh, but I, I think you're in California, right? Yeah, I'm on the East Coast. Oh, that's a little far apart. A little bit. I'm not sure. How'd you find me? Google search? It was on. It was on the internet. Okay. I was going around, saw that on there. I said, "Oh." Oh, interesting. So what I got is a, a couple of slot machines, pinballs, and stuff. Hmm. So that's what I got. Okay. What kind of pinball machines you got? That's a good one. Got that one too. And then uh, 
malware. Oh, cool. Yeah. Those are the three I got. Okay. What What's your issues with them? What's my issues? Yeah. Maybe someday to put them on the chopping block. Oh, the chopping block. Yeah. 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 Well, I am. Uh, I'm a. I could start driving now, but it's gonna be quite a while before I get out to you. I think. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, I got. I got. I got a slot machine too, and then I, that that doesn't work. It doesn't show the credits or something at the end of the game. You know, when you're playing the, the slot machine. Oh yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't know much about. I know pinball machines. I don't know much about slots, though. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think so. I think so. So, but Google keeps giving my information out to uh, I don't know everybody around the world these days. So that's that's a Google thing. Yeah, yeah you never know. You never know. Yeah, you're welcome. Good luck on your search. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Okay. Alright. Have a good night. Bye. Okay, bye bye. Yeah. And that was Another Case Cracked by Dr. Dave. Who do you call when you want your pinball machine restored? It is used to make the brew beer. It is the final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. This Joker's not only stupid, he's a moron. Besides, I heard that. Thanks for the compliment. Oh. Hasta la vista, baby.